but I got some potato chips here. So that's good. Oh, <laughs> you can never go wrong with potato chips, especially when you're recording a podcast, Colton. No, they're Walmart potato chips, too. That makes it even worse. And now you have all those... <laughs> I mean, I guess it could be like ASMR to some people. Have you ever heard of mukbang? <laughs> have you ever seen mukbang videos? No. Well, that's some really weird shit. Um, mukbang is basic. And hello, hi. <laughs> this is the Odd Drunk Podcast. We'll get to what we're talking about, but mukbang for a second. <laughs> mukbang. So there's these YouTube videos of people and often YouTube influencers, quote unquote, or Instagram influencers. Yeah. And yeah, they influence just in the negative direction. <laughs> we influence people too. In the negative direction. In the negative direction as well. <laughs> we're not, yeah, we're, we're not, not we're not holier than thou. We're, but these people, hey, I would say we're at least to have a little more class than these people. We're a little less annoying. What mukbang is, and hopefully, all you internet savvy people will know, mukbang is when someone eats a ton of food on camera with high fidelity mic- microphones. Oh, I've seen those. Where you can hear all the. Yeah, you know, that all shit, that stuff. That like, shit's nasty. They'll like, have like a big lobster and like crack it open in front of the. Like, why would you want to watch that? That's yeah. I I don't like watching. I don't like looking. Why? At, I don't like looking people in the face when I'm eating dinner with them in re- in real. But let's post a whole video of me just scarfing down and just feeding my face of all kinds of food and really gross foods too. Like, there's this one and <laughs> this one girl. From Japan, I think she she devours these squids, calamari. Squids. Oh, I do love and she calamari. does that on video, and it's so disturbing and gross, and it makes me let's never just, want to eat anything. Let's just make a video just like that where we were <laughs> sitting in front of the camera and very noisily just drink, just noisily just chug a six pack within like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a new series of videos. It'll be a spin off of the Odd Drunk Podcast. And if we're not drunk by the end of the Video, something wrong. Yeah, it'll something be a, went wrong. A spin off of the Autonomous <laughs> Podcast where we just sit in front of a camera and chug a six pack. No, but people post, <laughs> and you can look it up, but people post these weird and nasty videos of themselves eating. And I guess some people obviously have a weird, I don't know if it's a fetish or it just makes them want to eat. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I love food too, but I'm not gonna watch someone eat. I don't even watch myself yeah, no, eat. I like why, watch, why? I like watching. I like food to eat it. I, well, I mean, I like <laughs> I like watching like Food Network where they try where foods. they make food. Well, they, they try foods, foods and, and they, they like cook. Foods, and, but, but no, not this they just out, no, they know? literally just pig out. It's not just like yeah. a little simple meal. Like it's like the whole table has stuff on it. Uh. And <laughs> well, that, that that was a good start. It's disgusting. It's I think I need to drink most now. It's most non-heinous, Ted. Mm. <laughs> I mean, no, it's most heinous, Ted. Most heinous. It's heinous. <laughs> Speaking of which, so today we are... Oh. What? We'll get to that. Okay. You but, want some? No, I have some. We have some. Let's take a drink. Here we go. Well, I got to open mine up and everything. Oh, yeah, Mine fresh, has the extra packaging. Fresh bottle. It's wonderful. It's the Odd Drunk Podcast with Jackson and Bolton. Sometimes you listen to it. Shout out to Plantation Rum. Plantation Rum, sponsor us, please. Pretty, pretty please. 
Pretty yeah, pleased. That's what we're both drinking at the moment. Pretty pleased with a bottle of rum on top. Colton's got the regular age for five years plantation rum, and I've got the pineapple rum, which is my go-to. And yeah. well, I like it a lot, honestly, but. I never can find the regular plantation rum. By the time I get to the liquor store, it's always gone. This was the when I bought this a few days ago. It was the last bottle in stock. <laughs> but the pineapple one is, I love it. It's 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 a very good. Yeah, it's easy. Um, yeah. But yeah, we are talking about today a most excellent, most movie series. Excellent. Um, we are talking about Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. The new movie just came out. And do you Bill see my Ted. shirt? Yes. Wonderful shirt. Here's this purple shirt. Wild Stallions! Be excellent to each other. (laughs) Tour 1989. That's a good title. Be excellent to each other. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's... This is going to be a most excellent episode. Most excellent. Just ignore the mukbang part. That was pretty gross to think about. Yeah. (laughs) But it came up and... You know, things come up on Odd Drunk Podcasts, okay? Yes. You, you should La- know this Last episode, we went on a rant about Christianity. <laughs> and a rant was, about pie. Yeah, they, they were very different <laughs> different rants in their general vibe. So, that could happen. <laughs> Who knows? Um, <laughs> but we were both talking about something that we most definitely love. Yes. Um, and you, ever since I watched know, these... You know, because Bill and Ted is a classic, I've always thought... That among the com- great comedy movies, Bill and Ted is the West Coast version of like Wayne's World. Well, Wayne's World is like the West Coast version. Of Wayne's, Wayne's World, Wayne's World, or is, is that East- Chicago? Chicago, okay, yeah. yeah, but it's very dude. Yeah, like well, that's well, why I say Bill and Ted is the West Coast version. Bill, uh, just some neighbors, <laughs> stupid <Yeah>. assholes, <laughs> asses living. In, in the same apartment complex. Yeah. Other people. <laughs> you probably won't even hear them. Other people in an apartment complex because <laughs> you use noises. Because what? <laughs> the more I think about it, you usually don't hear the background noises that we hear yeah. after we're done editing. But still. Yeah, I was hearing that though. So. What dicks? No. <laughs> no, no I, um. I don't know. Actually, whatever. you know who lives on the other side of this wall? Who? Cole. Oh, Cole, uh, as in trumpet. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was right there. That's how Oh, that's cool. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. But yeah, we're talking about Bill and Ted. And obviously, as you know, Bill and Ted Face the Music just came out. Yes. Like, wonderful movie. Not like barely a week ago on the 28th. 28th. Yeah. Friday. And uh, Colton and I, we watched it together. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first movies we've done on this podcast where we can actually watch it. Together yeah. and it's new. All and the other current. movies, all the other movies we've done, we've just been like, just collaborating it. over text messages. Yeah. Saying, go, hey, go watch this movie before um, Thursday. Because, <laughs> well, this is a new movie and it had video on demand as an option, which is yeah. awesome. And it was so so it was it was twenty dollars to rent because it was going straight to video on demand instead of skipping theaters, which is actually when you have a room full of people, fair price for a brand new movie that would normally be in theaters. But it was only five dollars more just to buy the movie, so that's what I ended up. So doing. it was twenty five bucks to buy. Yeah, and I I have and for it. a brand new movie. Yeah, it's not have, bad. And I have it on. Well, it was it was paid uh, twenty bucks to have it for forty eight hours, or twenty five to have it forever. Yeah, exactly. That was a <laughs> um, no brainer. No, that is especially when it's a movie you love. We, I mean, we knew we were gonna love this before yeah. we watched it. It's been all tech. Now it did surprise me. I yeah. will say, um, but I don't want to get into the new one just yet. Yeah, I just want to talk about Bill and Ted as a whole. So you went back and talked about Wayne's World. Wayne's World, yes. Well, to my not so, 
I know the Wayne's World sketches were pretty early on in Saturday Night Live. But Bill and I'm pretty sure the first Bill and Ted I'm movie. Gonna, it was 89 was the first Bill and Ted movie. I'm going to take a wild guess and say Wayne's World was 91 or 92. I'm pretty sure Wayne's World was a little after. Um, and I'm it, looking this up though. And then after that. 92. 92. See? Yes. Bill and, the, so Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure came out in 89. They began filming I think in late 87. Yeah. And uh, Bogus Journey came out in 91. So Bill and yeah. Ted those movies set the foundations for absurd dude bro movies. Yeah, yeah. So but not exactly. I, so I said, not I said, like stoner movies. Yeah, so I, I said that Bill and Ted was the West Coast version of Wayne's World. I think it would be more accurate. I mean, I know the Wayne's World uh, sketch on Saturday Night Live was before that. Yeah. Um, but the movies are different from the sketches and how mm-hmm. they ran out, obviously, because the sketches were just the, their TV show in the basement. So I think it's more accurate to say that Wayne's World is the Chicago East Coast version of Bill, uh, Bill and Ted. Ted. No, Bill and Ted yeah. was the first to do this to basically be. I mean, these buddy, buddy, a buddy, buddy stoner, comedies. buddy stoner comedies. Even though it's not explicit that they're stoners in the movie, they definitely act it. They act it, but they they yeah. do a good job of making it where anyone could watch it and enjoy it. Yeah, it's, it's they're very actually family friendly movies. They're oddly family. Friendly. I remember watching. There's a lot of adult elements, obviously, yeah, but watching, at the same time, you could show this to your kid and not feel. I wrong. remember watching Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey at my grandma's house. No, I watched. <laughs> I, yeah, first time I saw it was at my grandma's house. I watched Bill and Ted's at a very early age. Yeah. I can't exactly remember, but um, it's they're unique in the fact that they are both fan. I want to say they're exactly like. Disney family friendly or anything like yeah. that, but they're family friendly in the sense that yeah, there's a lot of adult adult jokes and humor, but in they're it, not inappropriate. But it's not there's nothing vulgar in yeah. Bill and Ted they're movies. They're not vulgar. They and what's great is these movies, in my opinion, they're hilarious. I think they're fucking. And great. they don't yeah. have to like cross the line yeah. or be like super inappropriate to be funny. And I think that's the problem with a lot of modern comedy movies, especially like the shitty ones. Yeah. Like <laughs> Adam Sandler. <laughs> well, okay. There's some good Adam Sandler. Adam movies, Sandler but... is one of those. He is actually. A... Okay, not even Adam Sandler. I'm thinking of like American Pie. Oh. Or, um, that whole genre. Just this whole genre of new comedies where uh, they yeah. have to like throw inappropriate in your it's face that, things. It's that. Um, Late '90s, early 2000s, like college stuff. humor. Yeah, the college humor, and this sometimes is, it's done well. Bill and Ted have, I said, kind of started or really got this college humor going. It's very yeah. much college humor, but it's I think it's done in a very, I think it's done very graciously. Like it it's, is, yeah, it's it's they're really doofy. It's I mean, very, goofy, dumb movies, but they're, they're done in a smart way it's there it's dumb humor but it is very cleverly written dumb humor yeah kind of like um other movies that do the same thing airplane is very it reminds me a lot of like airplane airplane is very dumb humor you could go back and say movies movies like airplane led to the inception of bill and ted yeah because it's absurd humor and it's just Goofy, dumb. Yeah, it's goofy, ridiculous dumb humor. humor. It's just like stupid puns and fart jokes and things it's like just, that. But despite that, it's really, really cleverly it's written. well written. Yeah, and it's not. It wouldn't take just a the any Bill and dumb Ted movies. They're it. almost like a series of sketches made into a movie. 
Yeah. It's like, how can we make the plot fit where you can just basically have all these jokes? Yeah, yeah. And that's, sketches. That's always an interesting way. That so for me, the first one I saw the was the first one, Excellent Adventure. Well, yeah, of course. And um, and I remember they had Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey out. It was just on TV, I think, when I first saw it. And then I saw it again on Netflix because they had them on there for a while. And I think they may or may not be back on. I don't remember. I'm not sure. I don't, last I don't know. Time I, I don't last think time I them. watched them was on Netflix. It was maybe a year ago. But um, um, it's these movies, they – it's not just the nostalgia, but I think these movies show, especially the new one, it teaches you not – to lose your inner child. It's all about yeah. the inner child. That's a, it's they, in, they're positive. They like, legitimately have a good message to them. And Bill and Ted, they're always, no matter what's going on, even if they're in hell, and they're blissfully ignorant, but I don't think it's just because they're dumb. They're yeah. just positive dudes. Well, it's, <laughs> well, it's like, it's like so, so Bill and Ted shows an evolution in American comedy. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good marking point in... Evolving from that Mel Brooks airplane style comedy into the comedy that more for the youth. Yeah, well, comedy for for the youth, but also that's again that style of that buddy comedy. Seth Rogen and James Franco have made their careers off of the Bill and Ted format. Well, and it's also pretty much it's one of the first like big <laughs> um, music. Yeah. It's not a musical, but it's a comedy about musicians, about musicians. and about the life of. That's one a, thing I always loved about it. I um, love those kind of <laughs> stuff. Like, and we wouldn't have. I highly doubt we would have Tenacious D no, if it wasn't yeah. for Bill and Ted for Probably, the Wild yeah. Stallions. Yeah, um, um, and and you, you mentioned that the which, message, by the way, the Tenacious D movie. The more I think about it, is very Bill and Ted. It is one of the more Bill and Ted ish movies yeah. of the last <laughs> couple decades. Um, I've got that on DVD. We should watch that. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But you mentioned also the message that the Bill and Ted movies put out. Well, so the recent one, they all put out. So the main plot. Okay. So the first movie. So Bill and Ted have a history report. They're Uh flunking out of class. And if they don't pass this report, his Ted's dad is going to send him to military school. Yeah. I don't think Bill will suffer major consequences besides flunking out of high school, I guess. Yeah. I think at some point, but maybe his be, dad they, is they, like, oh, you should go too. They like, would have to get separate. They'd be separate. Yeah, they'd though. be separated. And, and they're, that's, a ter- that's terrible. They're like bros for life. Yeah. It's the biggest bromance of history. It is. It is and, especially uh, watching the newest movie. Oh, the new one, really. It really is the biggest uh, bromance <laughs> in history. But they... And so, you know... Basically, they're going to fail this history report. They have no idea what they're doing. They've been goofing off their whole school life, it seems like. Yeah. And <laughs> at least during high school. And and I love that they're in San Dimas, California, one of the most mundane. It's a super like, mundane city. <laughs> I used to spend a lot of time down in San Dimas because I grew up pretty close by. Yeah. And I would go down there uh, when I was a kid uh, for uh, cycling. For bikes and stuff because uh, the cycling team I raced for was based out of part of it was based out of um, San Dimas and part of it was based out of Chino, California. So I'd go down to San Dimas a lot and yeah, it's it's a really boring city. Except for they have <laughs> they do have there's two, two cool it's parts of it. Suburbs. They have uh, this really big park called Benelli Park 
Yeah, it's, it's around the reservoir. It's like a very big park, um, which was pretty cool. And they have Raging Waters, which is a, a pretty fun water park, which is featured. That's featured in the first building. They don't tents. call it Raging Waters. But it is. I don't know if they changed the name in real life uh, or if they changed the name for the movie. I don't think they changed. I think they just went to it and didn't really mention the name when I think about it. Like, yeah, I thought they mentioned it. Maybe they name, did. But it was definitely, they didn't call it Raging Waters. Um, well, that's the famous scene where Napoleon. Yes. <laughs> and I love the character of Napoleon in that first movie. Yeah. I don't know the actor's name. I think he didn't really do much. But um, I love Napoleon in that movie because at a certain point in the movie later on, they just have this whole scene or skit or whatever you want to call it where he's just at the water park just having a blast. It's just Napoleon. And it's just Napoleon. Napoleon like, at a water park. And what I love about these movies, whenever they pull someone from the past, they may be freaked out like for a second about you know time travelers pulling them out, but then the they past. quickly adapt. But then they quickly and they adapt and they just have a good time and just yeah. like like uh, was it uh, Beethoven? He goes <laughs> to a music store. Okay, okay, and he's playing the piano. <laughs> but real quick, we're getting ahead of ourselves here because oh, we're right. just so excited about Bill and Ted. Right, yeah. But what are you drinking today, Colton? Uh, Besides I, Plantation, we already said that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sponsor us, Plantation, please. please. Um, <laughs> Uh, that would be most excellent. Would be most excellent. <laughs> um, I'm drinking a um, a pretty cool beer. It's an Icelandic beer. Um, oh. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. I see it's got like a Viking on it, but like a very um, fantasy Viking on it. Einstock. It's E-I-N-S-T-O. The O with the two dots up at the top. Uh, Einstock. Einstock. Um, Olgrid. Olgrid. I think I've heard you talk about this. Yeah, so I've tried a couple of their beers before. They're pretty good, but I've not tried this one. This is how the, is it? This is I've not tasted it yet. Oh, fun! I was waiting. Uh, this is the Icelandic toasted porter. You may want to bring that one back out if we ever do a Viking episode or anything. Yeah, maybe, maybe a different one of their. Uh, yeah, a different. One. Yeah. <laughs> um, I picked out for tonight. Um, so I got this mix pack. It's called the. Light Shine Rattler Pool Party Pack. And it looks very Bill and Ted to me. It does look very pool Bill and Ted, yeah. Party. It's got the bright colors. Um, and it's uh, made by Wibby Brewing. That's <laughs> Wibby. <laughs> Wibby Brewing. I just took a Wibby in the <laughs> I just took a Wibby in the toilet. <laughs> I, I was thinking the Wibby sounds like I know, Wibby. You know, like some type of like tool that your grandma would be like go, oh go, go bring me a whibby so don't get me the whibby so i can son. spank you like type of thing i know go get me the whibby for the the <laughs> the i mean it honestly just sounds like some <laughs> word that your grandma would use for some mundane object that everyone else calls something else back in my day they had us out on the whibby all day <laughs> yeah <laughs> just insert that <laughs> word into a sentence <laughs> as a grandma and it can just mean anything. I'm going to start throwing that word Cause, in, cause into you know, my like, daily vocabulary. Gra- grandmas, I feel like grandmas do it more than grandpas. But old people in general, they have words that they used back in their day that we don't use anymore. And it always feels weird. Like well, my, my grandma calls th- flip-flops thongs. Uh-huh. Yeah, my I grandma always, does too. I always thought was really funny because I'm immature. <laughs> well, it's funny because we have all kinds of weird sayings and memes or whatever, like internet slang. Yeah. But is it really that weird compared to what it's, they used to No, use? it's not. It's just a no. change. And when we're old, our kids are going to be <laughs> like, confused of what we're saying. Yeah, exactly. Um, our grandkids. 
God forbid. Um, <laughs> if I have grandkids. Yeah, please. I hope I don't. Yeah, let's not think about that. That's but, not. <laughs> but yeah, Whippy Brewing uh, out of Longmont, Colorado. Oh. Uh, I've always liked Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Um, we hear we hear, right. a, we hear a lot about Colorado. Yeah, we hear a lot about Down it. here in Durango, down Mexico. Durango. Yeah, down in Durango, Mexico. Gone up there for... Yeah, all stuff. sorts of things. All kinds of things. Weekend trips. Weekend trips. Up to Silverton and... Um, <laughs> skiing. Skiing. Go, going, uh, uh, you know, going up there every day for work. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, sort, of, sort of things. Well, that was the past, though. Yes. We're enjoying life in Durango, Mexico. But yeah, Ooh. so it's a mixed fruit. It's fruit lagers. So, and I read just short a short little bio on them. Wibby Brewing is a craft lager brewing located in Longmont, Colorado. We make German-style lagers with an American twist. And these definitely have an American twist because we got strawberry, pineapple, mango, and grapefruit. And, it's, mm. and I must say... I like grapefruit. I'm going to open another pineapple one. I've already had one. Pineapple is a, one of my favorite flavors. Or just it's a general. great flavor. Yeah. And I will say, it is most non-heinous. <laughs> this is, this is... You have to give it a Bill and Ted rating, by the way. So this beer... <laughs> so it's a porter, so it's a darker beer. And it's a little chocolatey. And it's got this little bit of a burnt, burnt taste to it, like coffee. It's mm-hmm. not quite coffee. Um... Is it too on the, like... It's a complex beer. It's good. I like it. Um, hmm. A Bill and Ted rating for this. Is it most excellent? Hmm. Actually, yeah, mine was most excellent. So let's, wait, let's establish yeah. a scale here. Most excellent is clearly the best. Yeah, uh, so the first one would be the worst, which is just heinous. Heinous. And then you have... Bogus. Bogus. Yeah, bogus. And then... And then most non-heinous. I feel like that's like the middle ground. non-heinous. And then excellent. And then most excellent. excellent. And then most excellent. And then if you say party on dudes... Yeah. Then it's just like... Yeah. That's amazing. That would be S-tier. That's like S-tier. Yeah. So mine, to go back, it's not most non-heinous. Because that would just be saying it's average. I would say it's most excellent. Most excellent. For sure. That's a high praise. This <laughs> beer is excellent. Mm. Um, oh, I forgot about excellent. Yeah. Mine's most excellent. You have to yeah. try one of mine. I will. I will. You should try it, one of these at some point. Yeah. This is this is an excellent beer. It's very it's a complex beer. It's it's a Honestly, you could pass this on as a seltzer, but it's still got that lager flavor, that beer uh, flavor. Yeah, yeah. But it's very dangerous in the fact that it's so fruity and refreshing. <laughs> yeah. This this is not a um, easy to drink beer. Porters, but it, but it is a rewarding stouts, porters, dark beers like that. I enjoy them, mm-hmm. and I love them, you know, for the fall and for the winter. And I've been drinking a lot of stouts and stuff like that recently. I love stouts, just to switch things up. But yeah, they're not, 
they're easier to drink the colder it is outside. I don't know That's why. True. When it's um, hot, it just feels like you're drinking like. And stouts are easier. It's to like drink it's like in uh, Ron Burgundy where he like had the milk. Oh yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> milk was a bad yeah. idea. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Like milk is good, but it's only good in certain situations. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> milk was a bad choice. Milk was a bad choice. By the way. Um, so we were talking about movies that led up to Bill and Ted and movies that were definitely influenced by Bill and Ted. Yeah. And, oh God, I was just saying about it and now it's gone. Oh, uh, <laughs> explain it. Oh. Uh, 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 it's, uh, <laughs> Step Brothers kind of feels Bill and Ted to me. Step Brothers has kind of a Bill and Ted. A little bit, but, uh, there's another, oh dude, where's my car? That's oh, a big one. Yeah, that's that's um, one that I'm actually, uh, unpopular opinion, I'm not a big fan of that movie. I mean, it's not bad, but... Uh, no, I honestly think like Bill and Ted's superior. I think it does a better job. Bill and Ted job. is superior than most of the movies. I think Bill and Ted does a good job of like the dude like humor. Yeah, um, um, Harold and Kumar. Harold and Kumar is a good yeah, example of a good one that's um, in a similar vein. But uh, So going back to the first Bill and Ted... Uh, to my not, I mean, I know this was Keanu Reeves and Alex Winters like first big roles. First big roles. Um, they've been in other stuff. They I both, think, but they both for a lot of their life have been in. Yeah, in small yeah, they've been in stuff for a long time. But this was kind of their breakout roles, especially Keanu Reeves, because Alex Winter he kind of went more behind the scenes, became a writer, producer. Yeah, and he did a lot of great things with that. And for a long time, he was. I'm pretty sure he was known as the man of action on a lot of cartoons. Oh, yeah. You would see, like, written by the man of action or produced by man of action. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure that's Alex Winter. Oh. I, I think he actually created the Ben 10 cartoons, if I'm correct. Oh, that's cool. The, yeah. Well, I, I, um, I saw this I saw this uh, interview with Keanu Reeves, and he was, talk, you know, he was talking about Bill and Ted. So apparently, um, and maybe this had part of the reason why, why they were cast. So Alex Winters and Keanu Reeves met each other on set. They went before the auditions. So they both showed up for auditions, met each other, hit it off, had really good chemistry with each other, and they tried out, and they both got each other's roles. And according to Keanu Reeves and, and uh, Alex Winter, it was basically a situation where they were less excited that they got the roles, but more excited that the other one got the other role so like Keanu Reeves was not excited that he got to play Ted he was excited that Alex Winters got to play Bill because they were friends kind of like when you're in a when you okay Alex Winters he directed a lot of Benton stuff I see yeah I guys on DB pulled up here but yeah he's done a lot of writing direct he's done a lot of stuff behind the scenes that a lot of people don't acknowledge but um and he was great too. And he he's been in some other stuff, especially back in that time period. Um, um, um and very important. He directed Smosh the movie. He did. Yes. Are you serious? I am serious. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's vaguely inspired by Bill and Ted. Yeah. Just dumb. It's a weird. No offense. It's a weird thing. Uh, he directed a bunch um, of comedy short uh, comedy skits on Jimmy Kimmel. I know he was in um, he was actually in the Lost Boys too. Yeah. Yeah, he that was before Bill and Ted, so that came out in eighty seven. Bill and Ted came out in eighty nine. Ah, he was like one of the vampires. Here's here's a fun fact. So, uh, uh, he has, outside of the movies, reprised his role as Billis Preston. 
Well, in wasn't Robot there Chicken. animated? And there's an animated series, isn't there? Well, I think there was. But yeah, it, it was. Uh, they they've shown up. They've done Bill and Ted in a Robot Chicken. Oh, that's cool. And he. Uh, they've done everything in Robot yeah, Chicken. Yeah, in 1990, they did a uh, 13 episodes of a uh, TV show, <laughs> animated TV show, before Bogus Journey came out. Wow. But yeah, the first Bill and Ted. So the general plot. Oh, and he was in a Red Hot Chili Peppers video. Nice. Before Bill and Ted. Okay. In, in, in 89. <laughs> that's cool. But um, the general plot first Bill and Ted, basically Rufus, who played by George Carlin. Um, yeah, George Carlin. George Carlin, yeah. I always get his last name kind of screwed up. but Yeah. Um, I love he, George Carlin. He's hilarious. Oh, yeah, he's great. And I think they did a good and kind of proper way of acknowledging him in the new movie. Yeah. Without – because I heard they were going to do CGI for him and just have him be in it. Yeah, but I'm glad they didn't. I, do that. I heard they filmed, they made a scene, and they cut it. Oh yeah, like they actually went as but, far um, as to make it. So yeah, the first one, George Carlin, he's Rufus. He's from like the twenty six hundreds, whatever. Uh, but way in the future, se- several hundred years in the future. Um, yeah, and which is another thing I appreciate about the Bill and Ted movies, even though the future is just absolutely wacky and crazy at least they were like okay let's just go super far in the future yeah they, so people don't question it as they much weren't, they weren't like blade runner or blade or Lord. like back to the future yeah we're the far future of 2015 in the back to the future or no, Bla- i think they did blade, a good... blade runner takes place in 2019 2019 yeah yeah uh, no i think that does <laughs> i think they did a good job with that because then they could be as absurd as they wanted to be without having to explain it because it's so far in the future Who's to say that won't be like the future? I highly doubt we're gonna be wearing like plastic and like foam, but yeah. hey, maybe that will be a new fashion craze. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the future. I love in like all those future scenes and movies like Back to Future and Bill and Ted. People are always like wearing plastic and yeah, like foam like, and like just like very vibrant colors. It's yeah. the '80s future. Yeah. And then Bill and Ted is the '90s future, early '90s, <laughs> late '80s future. Yeah. Um, so he comes back in time and tells them that they have to pass. They got to get a on this history report, and he tells them how to use the time machine, which is obviously a parody of the TARDIS. It is, yes. It's just like phone, a regular phone box, phone booth, and I yeah. love how it's a, a phone booth with um, time traveling capabilities, space and time. It's advanced technology. Yeah. But you know how the TARDIS, you go in and it's like infinite space. It's bigger. Or it's like way, it's not yeah. infinite, but it's bigger it's space. It's bigger on the inside. I love, I love the bit with the phone booth. The more people they pull from back in time, they just get more crammed in there. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's, it's just, just a, a phone, phone booth. booth. <laughs> yeah. It can travel through time and space, but it is just a, a phone, phone booth. booth in its construction. Yeah. <laughs> Versus the TARDIS, it's you go, and I also it's love like, like, the TARDIS, you go inside and you have to press all the buttons and pull all these levers and do all this copy and stuff. To make it start moving and going through time. The Bill and Ted one's Bill and Ted, you just type you in, go and you type in the, the you phone number. You just look in like the uh, the time phone book thing. Yeah, like find, just the type num- it in. find the phone number and you type it in. And um, <laughs> so this the first movie did a great job of just throwing us into this adventure. Um, and I love all the time traveling bits where they um, they meet like Billy the Kid yeah, and they meet. Uh, they grab Beethoven. They get Joan of Arc. They get uh, who else? Abraham Lincoln. Abe Lincoln, Socrates, or so- Socrates. Socrates. <laughs> Socrates. 
hey, let's go. Let's. And I love. There's this scene where they're uh, in ancient Greece, and um, they're like. Oh, this is where Socrates is, or something like that. And they're like, "Okay, let's go bag him." Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's go bag him. God. And I love how when they first meet Billy the Kid, first you know it's like Old West, like he's like, "What the hell's going on?" Yeah. But then he's the only one that relates to them, and that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because he's not too far in the back in the past, and he speaks English, and he's an American. Yeah. So it makes sense because he even starts like saying, like saying "dude" and stuff like that. And Cowboys, I'm pretty sure we're one of the first people to say "dude." Now that I think about dude, it, dude. Um, I think "dude" was started fairly early in American history. I don't know what the roots are for "dude." That's yeah, kind of a funny thing um, to think, think about. But um, but it goes back to the 18 late 1800s. Yeah, it's a pretty recent like American slang term. Yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, they have they go they decide to go back in time so they can get all the historical figures to help them with their history report. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how Napoleon they accidentally travel back during uh, it's a uh, like France like the year eighteen twelve or something like that. Yeah. And um, they're in like this war scene, the Battle of Waterloo. Yeah, the Battle of Waterloo, and they see Napoleon, and I love how Napoleon is depicted as a short, a short guy. In yeah. This. <laughs> yeah, that, that's like you know, that's a common that's, misconception. That's that the he, pop he culture. He was an average height, I think. He was pretty average height. Like, and well, the thing is, it's <laughs> so so. In I've heard a lot of people say that, like in the past, people were generally a little bit shorter. No, it's true. Yeah, and it is true. I don't You've think bigger. they weren't significantly short. No, it's not as people have this image that like, oh, people in the past were five feet tall. No, but you they, wouldn't be seen. They were like, say, if the average guy is five foot ten, the average guy back then would have been five foot eight, maybe. Yeah, you know, it's not that big of a difference. But five foot ten back then would be fairly tall. Yeah, um, um, and Napoleon was a very average sized person. Yeah, but the the reputation of him being small was actually due to like people making fun of him and giving him names and stuff. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, when people trying to And I to did hear him. that he had a short temper. Yes. <laughs> That's to, true. Yeah. <laughs> but they act like he's and I love in that scene I remember he's like, "Oh, kill them." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they just show up and he's like, "Kill them." <laughs> kill them. <laughs> and then he accidentally goes back to the 80s to 89 with them and they tell Ted tells his little brother, "Hey, take care, take care of Napoleon, okay? Make sure he doesn't go anywhere." Yeah, like, <laughs> I love that. I love how they're just like they're super casual. They're so casual about, about it. everything that's going on, <laughs> and 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 even when they're not casual, the most like excited or like crazy they they get is going like looking at each other, going, "Whoa, whoa, it's Napoleon," <laughs> and he. <laughs> the short dead guy, the short dead dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my favorite scene in that first movie, and it has to be most people's favorite scene. So I'm not like special, but like, it's the mall scene. That's a very good scene. It's not my favorite scene. 
Oh, really? See, yeah, my favorite scene is the mall but scene. But it's, it's a really and good scene. And especially when Beethoven, he starts playing around with, like, the Roland, like, keyboards. Yeah, like, he's, like, playing with the and synths and stuff. At first, he doesn't really understand it, obviously. <laughs> but then he, like, starts playing, like, metal versions of his music. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> – that, I love that part. And it's one – and we'll get to the third movie in a bit. But that's one thing I really liked about the third movie is no, how yeah. they play with that idea that these Beethoven, if you put him in the modern day, oh, he would probably adapt oh, he would, yeah. to modern sounds and the musical equipment pretty fucking quick. Oh yeah, and just imagine the things he, he could put together using modern te- yeah. technology. Yeah, he would probably have a blast. Oh he, yeah. And he'd I, probably still be playing classical I honestly style stuff, see, but he would be experimenting. I don't think the movie was that far off of what yeah. Beethoven would I, do. I think he would <laughs> still probably be playing very similar to the style he would did play but he would have access to all the effects yeah because because he's still playing as a musician he's still playing by what he was influenced by growing up but but he was mostly deaf he would probably experiment with he would probably take advantage of all the equipment we have and experiment a whole lot yeah um yeah no Beethoven's an interesting person in history because you know towards his later years he basically was completely deaf yeah and he was still composing great pieces hey you know Eric Clapton is mostly deaf now Oh, oh yeah, I've heard about that. Um, and he's been inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame three times. Yep. So if well, yeah, Beethoven, you know, he could hear the music in his mind. Yeah, yeah. And he, I'm he not under, trying to say under, I'm like Beethoven. He understood but I music theory. By the time he was going deaf, he understood music theory. It's not that well I understand that he could do that. It's not that I un- understand music theory to that degree at all. But it's the fact that I can, if I really focus. I can like come up with music in my head. I can come up with music in my head, but, but getting it out. Yeah, and, like, some, sometimes taking it, what I've—that's a lot harder. Taking that's what I've really come up hard. with my head and actually figuring out how to play it, I'm not there yet. That that can be that, like, yeah, that's really like, hard. To I do. can't I can't come up with music in my head and then know what notes. I'm but that's to really write. awesome. And some, but some modern composers can do that. Oh some, yeah. Some some people can sit there with a notepad. And, and write down write out sheet, sheet music, music and then, oh, play it, and then it sounds good. Yeah. And, <laughs> or maybe they there um, a few notes are off, but they fix it, you mm-hmm. know? But it's people can do that. That's crazy. Um, it's very cool. And another part. So, yeah, and I love the music in that scene. And then Joan of Arc, she, like, comes across the jazzercise. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. And she, like, shoves the lady off and, like, starts doing her own dances and stuff. That's pretty <laughs> funny. And then, but one thing is, Billy the Kid... He has some understanding of American law. Yeah. Not modern American law, but still. He understands he, that they're causing chaos. Yeah, he understands that. And also, he fires a gun in the mall. Yeah. Like, everyone else is just kind of just fucking around. But Billy Kid, he fires his pistol well, in the mall. Well, he's funny because so he understands that everyone's going to get in trouble. Yeah. Because, because they're causing chaos. But he doesn't. But he then doesn't understand that it's not acceptable just to fire off your gun. Yeah, <laughs> which is the worst. West, which is one of the, the worst things that they. Did. <laughs> I my, know. But one of the scenes that comes after this, which is my favorite scene, is it when they're in when they all get arrested? Jail? Yeah, and they have to go, and they're trying to break into the police station to rescue all the historical figures, and basically. The way they get around this issue, because it's time travel, yeah. is Keanu Reeves is just like, wait, I could just steal the key from my dad later, and or in the past, and hide it <laughs> over there, 
<laughs> and then he goes behind the bush there. and it's there and he goes good now I just have to remember to tell my to do that in the past time travel is so yeah. weird and that's, the, that's the entire scene of them breaking the police stations and one thing well, after another this is something going, I didn't like, notice so his dad is actually asking where his keys are in the beginning of the movie yeah they do things <laughs> like that see it's it's dumb and just goofy stuff but it's actually written yeah. and really it's, smart it's it's, um, it's one of those movies where, so they don't play they don't pay too much attention to like the theoretical rules no. of time travel and stuff but that i think makes it better because you're not they just have fun with too it. many time travel movies and as much as i'm a doctor who fan doctor who does the same thing they get bogged down in time travel rules yeah and then they try to explain them away why they're able to like interfere <laughs> yeah. with these events? Like, there's this one episode uh, when David Tennant was the doctor, yeah, and they're in Pompeii, and it's revealed that the volcano of Pompeii is actually like a nest of aliens. Of and, course, of course, and the aliens are going to cause Pompeii, or and the aliens are going to like uh, destroy the world or something like that. I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. Aliens are usually um, trying to destroy the world. So the doctor has the, uh, he interferes and he has the option of, he can stop the aliens, but to stop the aliens, he has to directly cause the volcano to erupt. And it's this whole moral dilemma. He's like, he goes, I know I should uh, stop the aliens. Cause that's the, that's the better thing. But it still haunts him that he basically caused Pompeii directly. But they explain in the movie that he could, or in the show that. But if he doesn't he could, cause yeah. Pompeii, then that creates like a paradox because yeah, well, Pompeii they, did happen, but it was because Doctor Who. Yeah, that's yeah, that's they, really they, weird. They, they do weird things where they they talk about paradoxes, but then in this episode he explains like he goes there are certain events in history that are not locked. That you can change right. and it won't affect. And it's weird how they explain it, but it's because well, they got so bogged down with rules, they have to explain. I these have things. a Bill and Ted theory that we can get to later. Yeah. But Bill and Ted doesn't get bogged down on time travel rules, so they don't. Not have, exactly. They play with it a bit. Not but they, until they, the latest one, and yeah. I, that ties in with my theory. But they don't. They don't get bogged down with it. You. They don't make you question it. No. They just use it as the plot device and continue and have a good time. So yeah, um, basically the first one they just go on a bunch of ventures in the past, yeah. grab all these historical figures, and then they have this history presentation with the historical figures. And I assume <laughs> all the classmates, teachers, and stuff just thought they hired all these people, yeah. like impersonators. Oh, and Sigmund Freud. We've yeah, and Sigmund Freud's in it. Go yeah, and he's he's talking to one of the cops at the jail. Yeah, and he's like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't what remember. can you tell me about your mother? Yeah, because like I don't remember exactly what it does. But like they, they totally play into the stereotype like, the that Sigmund Freud on? was a pervert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I love during during the um, – and like I said, to just finish my point, that Bill and Ted is really clever. Even though they don't get bogged down on time travel rules, they're very clever with the time travel, mm-hmm. such as the scene with the breaking the police station. Well, and also, so you have the first scene where uh, Rufus shows them the time machine and stuff. And then their future selves come back to talk to them. Yeah. And then later on in the movie, you have the scene where they travel back in time and they see their future selves talking to their past. Well, their past yeah. selves talking to their past. Seems selves. like most most time travel movies that avoid get, that get too bogged down. Time travels rules would oh, you try to interact with each other. Like, if you that will in the universe. Yeah, like, it'll in the universe if you interact with. But I do have a theory. Bill and Ted doesn't care about that shit. <laughs> I do have a theory. Yeah. 
But we'll get to that oh, when we get on. to the... Oh, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. So, the second movie. So, oh, by the way, at the end of the movie, they pass the history report and they yeah. somehow and I, graduate I, high school. I love the scene of them doing the history presentation because it's like they basically just have all the historical... Like, Abe Lincoln goes up and gives his uh, speech. Yeah. Because that's what... And then they, and then they have... I, I remember the Sigmund Freud part I thought was hilarious because they basically... Ted sits down on a chair and Sigmund <laughs> Freud, you know, does a therapy session yeah. with him. <laughs> and then and then at the end of the therapy session, he's just like, whoa. Yeah, he's like, whoa. <laughs> Thanks, Sigmund Freud. Freud. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. And I love how, like, whenever it shows him, like, trying to practice music, and they're like, oh, we, we really need to get Eddie Van Halen. That would make the big difference. Yeah. And then Bill's like, what if we actually learned how to play our instruments? <laughs> well, they, they show throughout the next the other two movies that they did actually learn how to play their instruments. Well, and... <laughs> okay, let's get to the second yeah. movie real quick. Focus <laughs> Journey. So, Bill and Ted, they're out of high school. They're just living life, I guess. I mean, they're not in college or anything. They're just living life. And, um, oh yeah, by the way, we forgot to mention, they basically... And this is kind of weird, but the reward... Is these two princesses they met meet in medieval England? Yeah, just vaguely medieval England. I think vaguely. it's like the 1400s or something. Whatever. Typ- typically, <laughs> if you're watching a movie in modern pop culture and it's vaguely medieval, 1400s, like it's medieval, 15th, in- yeah, medieval England, but they're not specifying. It's either the the 14th or 15th century. Yeah, that's <laughs> typically where they're placing it. Yeah, not but, guaranteed, but like uh, high medieval. What's their wives' names again? Oh, well, they become their wives. I don't remember. Um, uh, I don't know. We'll find that out. Yeah, we'll find that out. <laughs> uh, here, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll look it up. Oh, and I love the whole bit with uh, one of their... A girl in high school is married to Ted's dad. And she's only a few years older than them, and they had a crush on her for a long time. Yeah. And <laughs> and then she in the second one, she marries Bill's dad. And, and then, then, as we know in Face the Music, spoiler warning, she yeah. marries Bill's, I mean, no, Ted's little brother. Yeah. <laughs> I love that scene, because Ted is like, Ted was like, so that makes you my sister and my mother and my daughter and it makes me my own uncle it makes me (laughs) yeah it's weird (laughs) it is really weird but i love how that's a running bit throughout the whole all the movies and so yeah you have the second movie so they're still not really getting anywhere as a band they have a battle of the bands they need to jonah and elizabeth jonah and elizabeth so they had so the first two actresses were so they had different actresses for each of the movies Total six different actresses um, for those roles. Um, but uh, so in the second movie, in Bogus Journey, they're they gotta they gotta win the battle of bands because they'll get twenty five thousand dollars record right. deal yeah. or two record whatever record deal, and if they don't win the battles of bands, then they won't they'll, succeed and they'll never go on to be famous musicians and they'll never go on to unify the world, which is the end goal. Yeah, and. We don't see that until the it's, most recent movie. It's the end goal of all three movies. Yeah. The beginning of the first movie, 
Rufus says, and you he, have he to said pass you your understand in the yeah, end. Like, it they, all makes sense in the end. Yeah, the, the you know the first movie he says wild stallions will go on to unify the world, and you the first step is passing your history exam. Yeah, and and <laughs> you know also we we kind of he already kind of already said it, but huge spoilers for the new Bill and Ted movie. Obviously, we see that happen. You know we're we're going to talk about the entire movie. No, yeah, pretty much. So the um, second movie, so Bogus Journey, yeah, they got they got to nail the battle of bands so they can get a record deal so they can be famous, and they still suck as musicians, but their wives are better than them, which is funny. Or no, they're girlfriends. They're not wives yet, but um, and I love how they're girlfriends. They're princesses from medieval England. Yeah, and quite literally, they're just yeah. they just adapted to living in the early nineties now. And it's still kind of a weird, funny thing. But um, but anyways, in Bogus Journey, this guy in the future, he wants to go back in time and kill Bill and Ted so he can change the future and, like, rule the world or something like that. And um, he sends – and this is one of the best bits of the movie. The second movie is the most – Out there. It's It's the most out there and it's the most, like – there's a villainous plot and all that. The second movie is the only one with like a villain. Yeah, the other movies have antagonists, but the other movies are really yeah, just like more Ted's about, dad. They're they're <laughs> about Bill and Ted's journey. Yeah, but yeah, that's when this guy he sends these robot Bill and Ted's, which is just Bill. it just looks like regular Bill and Ted. It's the same actors. There's <laughs> nothing to it, but they peel off their skin and their robots underneath. And they're like. We're totally metalheads, dude. <laughs> like, and I love how they still act just like Bill and Ted, yeah. but they're the evil versions. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> but yeah, they get sent back in time to kill Bill and Ted. And through various circumstances, first they trick the prime villain. I'm going to call them prime Bill and Ted. Prime Bill. Okay. So they trick prime Bill and Ted and saying, oh, we're from the future. We got to tell you something. And then they drive him out to the desert. <laughs> and then throwed him <laughs> off a cliff, and they can't well, they fight him because they're like strong robots. Makes sense. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna kill, okay, never mind. But <laughs> I mean, here, if I were to kill you, Jackson, you would drive me out to the desert yeah. and throw me off a cliff. Yeah, I was pretty. I mean, you can understand. <laughs> I was pretty nervous when you said, "Colton, let's go to the Grand Canyon." <laughs> <laughs> we actually did go to the Grand Canyon, had a great time. Yeah. But I was a little nervous at first. But one of like, us could because I was, pushed each other. Yeah, out. I was like, "This is the perfect opportunity for him to kill me." We both could have accidentally <laughs> killed each other in the process. If Jackson wanted to murder me, this is the time to do it. We could have both thrown ourselves off the cliff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, they kill him. It's like, oh shit, Bill and Ted's dead. Well, it's not really a big deal. They're still pretty casual about being dead. Yeah. Like, they die, and then they're, like, spirits. And I like how they do this. They're, like, in black and white clothes. They have, like, black and white makeup on. Okay, so this scene here, and I, I was pulling this up on Wikipedia to get all the details for you. I'm going to throw some really cool film history knowledge at you. This whole scene here. Film facts. Where they're dead, and they're all in the black and white, and death shows up. Yeah. And they agree to play a game with death. Yeah. Is a direct reference to a film, a black and white film. Oh, is it? It's called The Seventh Seal. It's from 1957. It's a Swedish film. And it's in this film, a knight takes place. It's a medieval film. A knight who has died plays chess with death. Oh, 
I knew, yeah, I knew yeah. they pulled it from something. And if you'll look, I see if I can fi- find an image here of the guy who plays Death. It looks a lot like Death from Bill and Ted. Um, oh yeah. Here. I love how they do Death and Bill and Ted. That's from the film Seventh Seal. Oh wow, that's like the same design. Yeah, basically. And it's like the cliffs and everything like that. It's a really, really. If you that's ever, really cool. It would be an obvious reference if you've ever seen the Seventh Seal, but it's not a super widely known movie outside. That's of cool how they pay homage to that movie. Yeah, it's that's a, really cool. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's super obscure because among film buffs, it's pretty well known. Right. But the average person in America, at least, might not have heard of it or seen it. I've never seen it. And yeah. I kind of consider myself a film buff. It's just an old movie. But um, I haven't gone back that yeah. in time. Like, like I need to watch more older well, movies. Well, there's different types of film buffs. Like, you're a film buff. Definitely, I would classify you as one. But there's, like, specific but film... More of, like, the last, like, 30, 40 years, I would say. Yeah. Um, my film buffness... My buffness... I guess 50 years because um, I, I, I like a lot of 70s films. That's yeah, crazy. That's, that's 50, 50 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Wow. Um, but uh, I, I, I really like old black and white films. Um, no, I've seen a few and you know, like Nosferatu. That's a good one. The Cabinet uh, of Dr. Caligari is a very recommended one. Oh, that's one. really weird. If you like weird, creepy silent stuff. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of silent films. Not because they're silent and, you know, it's old technology, whatever. No, because they're creepy. Yeah, but that's why I love them, though. <laughs> but, yeah, at the same time... Especially the creepy ones. Yeah. Like, the ones that are meant to be creepy are really fucking creepy. Yeah. Um, but I do feel more comfort with... Old, an old movie that uh, in that era sound. that I, I watch a lot of movies from that I know... I Talking. Think, I think you've seen um, uh, Psycho. You've seen Psycho, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, I've seen many of the various versions. Yeah. Even the, the one with Vince Vaughn. They made really weird. Vince Vaughn? Yeah, he was. Uh, what? He was Norman Bates. Okay, I have to watch that. that it's like a prequel am- or something. Sounds, I don't know. That sounds amazing. I can't remember um, if it's a prequel, but Vince Vaughn. You know, I, I like watching <laughs> from that era. Probably one of my favorite movies of all time, easily in my top five, is Casablanca from 1942. Yeah, that's a classic. Such a good movie. Oh yeah, love that movie. Timeless. But either way, the Seventh Seal. Check that out. Well, okay, so they die. And they're very casual about it. It's like, oh, it looks like we're dead, Bill. Like, it's yeah. just like... Well, th- this is a great example of almost Monty Python-esque humor. Yeah. Uh, cause explain it what feels happens. very Monty Continue Python-esque. Continue explain what happens next, and I'll explain how it's Monty Python-esque. So, yeah, they die. They're looking around. They see their bodies. And then um, uh, shortly... They're kind of walking around a little bit. And then they encounter Death slash the Grim Reaper. Yeah, who is great. I love the guy. Oh, I love his performance. (laughs) And they got the same guy for the new one. Yes, and he was so good in it, too. Oh, yeah. And and Deb's like, oh, I got to take you to hell. And Bill and Ted's like, oh, what are we going to do? It's like, and I forget what they call it, but they like pull his like pants down and like knee him in the crotch. (laughs) (laughs) They just run up to death, which is like a astral celestial being they just run up to yeah, him he's, he's they not like a, he's not even a divine being he's he's just a like being a concept that, yeah he's like, one of, <laughs> death in, in a lot of mythologies a in a lot of mythologies he's like beyond like concepts like god and stuff because death is or he's like equal to god in the sense of he he is a constant 
thing in nature. Yeah. He, <laughs> death is. But no, they, Bill and Ted, of course. They just knee him in the balls. They just knee him in the balls and run off. <laughs> and then for a while, they're running around as ghosts, basically, seeing what their robot selves are doing. And they're, like, trying to ruin their lives. They're being rude to their girlfriends. And this movie does get a little... It would not work well nowadays. Yeah. Because in this movie, the robot selves, they're total dicks. But, like, they call normal Bill and Ted fags and stuff like that. Yeah. That just went to play. Went to fly nowadays. No. And, and also, they, like, go to their girlfriend's apartment, which is basically a lot like Bill and Ted's apartment. It's very just trashy, <laughs> just, like, posters everywhere. And I love how their apartment, though, you see, like, a lot of UK posters and, like, medieval-looking things. Yeah, because they're from... <laughs> but um, they show up, and they're like, are you going to give it... Like, they're basically, uh, without explicitly saying this exactly, they're like, are you going to have sex with us? <laughs> and they're like, what's going on? And, no, yeah, they're like, are you going to put out? And they're like, oh, you guys are a-holes. And then they run out and they're like, let's trash this place. And yeah. then they play basketball with their heads. <laughs> and, <laughs> but then, no, they're, and Bill and Ted, there is watching. some stuff with robot Bill and Ted that would not play nowadays. But yeah. regular Bill and Ted, when they're watching this all happen, they're like, oh, these people, these yeah. guys totally suck. They're like, this like, is not cool. Worst. This is yeah. not cool, man. It's not dude. cool. Dude. So they say it's not cool. So that's how it gets a pass back then. But nowadays, well, the only I think that that's the only reason it would get a pass even nowadays is the fact that these are the villains. Can, yeah, they're the villains. The villains. But you're still, not, you're calling, not supposed to like them. calling people faggots and stuff. That just doesn't work in, in yeah. today's uh, society. No, yeah. <laughs> no, but for you know for good reason. We're learning, but um, and then. But anyways, you see their robot cells being bad, and then I think they go to a seance that that one girl's doing, Missy. Yeah. And they, I don't know, I, they, I, this movie kind of blurs together. But um, and it's then, a weird movie. It's really weird. But eventually, Dev gets them, and then they go to hell. Yeah. And, um, and then they're like, dude, this is totally bogus. This is like, bogus. <laughs> and they're like, you know. Uh, modern depictions of hell on our metal album the covers did not tell us the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I love, there's this I one scene. It. I specifically remember this one line of dialogue. Um, Bill's like, you know, if we die, you can have my Megadeth collection. And Ted's like, sweet, but wait, aren't we already dead? And Bill's like, well, you can have my Megadeth collection. Ted's like, sweet. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And then, ja- Jackson, <laughs> if I die, you can have my record collection. Oh, oh I thought you were going to say Megadeth collection. I was like, what Megadeth collection? I don't have any Megadeth <laughs> albums. That would be a good loophole, though. <laughs> you can have my Megadeth collection. And then when you die, and then you can haunt me and be like, ha, joke's on you. I don't have a Megadeth <laughs> collection. And then, and then you would be like, and I'm like, damn it. You would be actually, <laughs> I went behind your back. And stole your credit card while you were still living and bought you some Megadeth albums. Oh, <laughs> they just get delivered to me? Yeah. <laughs> but it still you, charged me, though. Well, you, 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 would, you would probably be like, well, well, I think what you would do is you would steal my card, my credit card, oh. buy Megadeth albums for me like as a gift. And then you would have to give them to me. And then I would die, and then they would be your Megadeth albums okay. that you just bought using my credit card. 
<laughs> but the loophole, I, I the loophole is that uh, they you bought them as a gift for me, so technically I bought them myself. These movies just do so well with dialogue. Like yeah. even if there's nothing happening, if they're just walking it's around, it's really clever dialogue. It's just really funny stuff. And then they see Satan. Oh yeah. And he has like these chains, and he's like raising these different boulders up, like different levels of hell or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what's going on with all that. And then they're in hell, and then they, like, see their worst nightmares. They see, like, childhood traumas. Um, like, Bill has one where his, like, grandma's trying to kiss him, and, like, Ted, like, stole his sister's Easter basket. I don't know. It's weird stuff. He sees, like, a weird demon Easter bunny. <laughs> yeah. And But then they're like, screw this. We got to do something about this. Hell totally blows. But I love how they're not, like... I love how hell just blows. Like, they're still pretty casual about it. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> and eventually they run into death again. I forgot how. I think he shows up because they're like begging to get out. And he was like, if you beat me in a game, then I will bring you back to life. Yeah. And that's what happens in the but then they this beat, movie, The Seven So Seal. then they play, what's the first one they play? I think Battleship. They play Battleship with death. Yeah. And they beat death. And he's like, best out of three. Like, <laughs> They're like, really? And then they play Twister. They play um, Clue. And Dev just keeps on extending. He's like, best out of seven. Best out of 11. And they're like, okay, screw this. And he's like, okay, okay. Okay, <laughs> and, I'll bring and, you back and to that's life. Right. So I mentioned earlier how Monty <laughs> Python-esque that is. How they took this reference to this old movie. This like film classic. Uh-huh. And then they just, and they, they portrayed it pretty well. And then yeah. they just put this little twist on it yeah. to make it funny. So the, the original movie is that they play the guy plays chess with death. Yeah. And they set it up the same way. They die and they challenge death to a game. And then they go, let's play Battleship. Yeah. <laughs> and then and it, it just spirals from there. Yeah. It's great. And Yeah, and I love the scene where they're playing Twister. That's pretty good. Yeah. But eventually... Uh, and then Bill and Ted is like, wait, we need someone that can make robot versions of us that can beat the evil robot versions of us in a fight because we can't possibly beat them. He's like, hmm. It's like, Def, take us to heaven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they go to heaven, and heaven's really weird in this. It's just like a big white open space with big columns. And like, everyone's wearing white and gray, and then they actually mug these guys to get into heaven. <laughs> 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 and then Dev shows up, and then he's like dressed up as a lady, all awkwardly, and he still has a scythe too. Yeah, so, so obvious. Still and obvious. Then, you know, they get into heaven. They talk to God. They ask God if he can help them finding anyone that can help them build something. And um, and then God, as Bill and Ted walk off, God's like, okay. He's basically tells them he'll help them. And um, and then God's like, don't I know you? And then Dev is like, oh no. I, I I just got here like <laughs> and then they find I think they call him station yeah it's these two station. really weird alien guys they're like Martians. Yeah. they're super weird looking they have like big noses and mouths and butts they're kind of gross looking to be honest but I love them <laughs> they're really weird looking though <laughs> but anyways, they get them, they go back, they come back to life, and I guess 
those aliens are back to life too. That's part of the deal, or something like that. Yeah. And then they build them these robot versions of Bill and Ted, and they're obviously robots, and they're kind of creepy looking. But then they show up to the Battle of Bands. They smash the evil Bill and Ted's at the ba- Battle Bands. And by the way, Primus was the band playing before Wild Stallions. Primus really? was actually in that movie. Really? Yeah. I had never noticed that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I noticed my last time watching it. I never was... I, I guess I... Well, the last time I watched Bogus Journey was way before I was in the Primus. So I guess it makes sense. Yeah, same. I haven't seen it. In but no, Primus is in it. And they're like the band that plays before Wild Stallions. And then Bill and Ted, they defeat the evil Bill and Ted at the Battle of Bands. And everyone's cheering on. They just think this is like a weird like performance they're doing or something. I don't yeah. know. And, but then they're like, wait, we still don't know how to play guitar. And they're like, wait, we'll just go to the future, learn how to play guitar, and then come back. So it's kind of a, That's great. a play on that earlier scene in the first movie. Yeah. But they, no, they're like, and then they come back. Bill's got a big ass beard. He kind of looks like a ZZ from ZZ yeah. Top. Yeah, uh, Ted, you know, Keanu Reeves, he's got a, a mustache and goatee. And they come back and they know how to play guitar and they're shredding. And they're like, and they have babies on their backs. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we just got back from 18 months of uh, severe guitar training or something like that. <laughs> and they come back, they win the Battle of Bands. And then the movie presents itself like that's the end. They go on to be the greatest band and write the greatest song and unify the world. Yeah. Well, fast forward almost 30 years later, 29 years later, they come out with a new movie. Yeah. And they actually, the original writers approached Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter almost 10 years ago. Wanting to yeah, and the IMDb Primus is, all the members of Primus are. Yeah, listed. Primus, yeah, is in Bogus Journey. Well, anyways... So now, in the new movie, Bill and Ted are washed-up musicians. They're dads. Middle-aged dads. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty fun. (laughs) And um, they haven't written the greatest song or the song to unify the world now. Yet. And they're in their 50s, and they're washed-up musicians. And I love the beginning of this movie. And, by the way, before we get into, like, the plot, a quick summary of the plot, at least. Yeah. The new movie does such an amazing job of feeling just like the old movies. It really does, yeah. It's, yeah, it's more, it's modern and updated, you know, the and effects. And another, another thing before we get into it that I want to say, too, that not only does it feel like the original movies, but there were several points in the movie where, so, because it was a Bill and Ted movie... I felt like going into it that I kind of knew what to expect. Right. But there were several points where it still got me. Oh, yeah. Where I was like, whoa. Whoa. And so they did a, <laughs> whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so they did a really good job of that. <laughs> no, and, um, well, yeah, and they just did a great job of making it feel the same in tone and themes as the first two movies. Yeah. And it's the perfect blend of the first two movies, I would say. It blends the first two movies. It blends the time travel aspects and the, like, dimensional dying... It bring, Yeah, it brings like, that stuff from Bogus Journey into it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And so, so, yeah, they're washed-out musicians. 
They're playing a wedding for uh, Ted. Washed up musicians who were. They were the, famous. The fa- super famous musicians. Yeah, they were super famous. So they famous. show that Wild Stallings went to become the but number then one they band just went in America. Downhill, things happened. They had a falling out with Def. Oh, yeah, by the way, Def became their bass player at the end of Bogus Dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love their encounter with Def yeah. in the new one. <laughs> and I love how he's known as like the greatest deaf, I mean, greatest bass player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, you were uh, such a good bass player. <laughs> but, um, and they're playing this wedding for uh, Ted's little brother, who's grown up now. I think it's Deacon. Yeah. He was in the first movie. Yeah, I think so. And um, he was the one that was messing with Napoleon. <laughs> yeah. And um, so. And, and also, so no one believes them about the whole. Oh, yeah. No one time believes about time and travel and going to hell stuff and like. And unite the world. <laughs> they just they, think they're crazy. They think they're crazy. <laughs> but they and keep I, spouting they this, on about that. They got the same guy to play his dad. They yeah. got the same girl that was a. Uh, like the young hot chick back. Yeah, they got She's most a, of the they same got most of the same actors. people. Yeah. Everyone they could. And um and when they play at this wedding, the scene is just hilarious and so awkward and cringy because they're trying to be more experimental and they have like a theremin and Bill's doing like weird throat singing. Well <laughs> I will say, I thought the theremin actually sounded pretty fucking cool. It was cool, yeah. The first like five seconds of their little song they were singing. <laughs> Was actually kind of cool. Yeah. And then they just went off the rails. Yeah. Um, and also, we get new characters in this movie. Yeah. Obviously, you have the new characters they meet through time travel, but no. You have new, like, I would say, and if they wanted to be greedy about it, they could do spinoffs with this. Yeah. But they're daughters. They're daughters. Yeah. So, in Bogus Journey, I mentioned they have babies on their backs at the <laughs> Battle of the Bands. And they just say, this is little Bill, this is little Ted. But they don't say that they're girls. Their girls are boys, technically. <laughs> and I forget what their real, like, proper names are, but they go by Bill and Ted. Yeah. And, um, um, and it is weird how good these two girls are acting like Bill and Ted. <laughs> oh, they do an amazing job. They do job. such a good job. Um, Which I think is hilarious too. This the concept that you have. If you had Bill and Ted, and they had kids, that their kids would be exactly like Bill and Ted. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, you have Bridget Lundy Payne as Wilhelmia Billy Logan, <laughs> Ted and Elizabeth's da- daughter, and then you have um, Samara Weaving as Theodora Thea Preston. Bill and Joanna's daughter. Oh, so Bill named his daughter after Ted, and Ted named his daughter after Bill. Yeah. Ah, I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that either, unless yeah. this is incorrect. But um, so Very I know cool. the one that was Bill's daughter. She she's been in some stuff recently. Uh, yeah, she, she looks was familiar. In, uh, Ready or not, and yeah. I haven't seen that yet, but I've heard really good things about it. It's like a horror comedy. Yeah. Almost horror comedy action movie. And when I saw the trailers, it looked really stupid to me, but I've heard it's really good. And then Ted's daughter, she's in some Netflix stuff, I think High Fidelity. No, yep. not High Fidelity. She's atypical. Oh, and I've heard that's good. Yeah, and she's uh, just an amazingly funny, just like tomboy. <laughs> and by the way, yeah, they do an amazing job of acting just like Bill and Ted. It's almost uncanny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and... um. 
And yeah, I mean, they're the girl versions of Bill like, and Ted. It's just amazing. It's legitimately, they did such a good job. It's legitimately not hard to watch their performance and just imagine Keanu Reeves and Alex Winters. Yeah, exactly. Dad. Like, it's really, really well. And I love how how Ted's dad, and same actor, by the way, um, and that's cool. Yeah. yeah but um, I love how he's like, and you guys are, uh, you guys, um, you need to be a good influence for your daughters. And he's like, well, I guess you have been an influence your for your daughters because they're 24 and unemployed. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if you and me ever had kids. <laughs> well, and I love I'm gonna name, daughters. I'm going to name my daughter Jaxina. <laughs> and I'll name my daughter Coltana. That sounds like a sci-fi name. <laughs> well, it sounds like Cortana. Yeah. Like Halo. <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> I I think that should be a tradition that people should do more often <laughs> of instead of fathers naming their sons after each other you name your child of the opposite sex after yourself so if you have a daughter it should be the tradition No matter the sex yeah. yeah if you have a daughter your tradition should be that the daughter is named after the father and the son is named after the mother <laughs> Yeah so right. you have to have this weird game of trying to change your name to match <laughs> or not but or you I love, just have a lady named Jackson and the, <laughs> but I love in the movie that um, they're doing the same thing that Bill and Ted used to do they're just hanging out listening to music in the garage like, yeah. that's all they do they have their garage and I think space. one of them has a bag of Cheetos throughout the entire film yeah I think you're, yeah <laughs> which is great or through I mean, most of the film at least through at least a lot of it yeah <laughs> um, but anyways Bill and Ted you know they're still pretty positive, and honestly, it's not like they have bad lives. They're just boring lives now. Yeah, they used to be famous, and now they have okay lives. But like, it's. But as you see, as you see throughout the, the movie, relationship, as you see throughout the movie, if they don't fix things, their lives are going to get a lot worse. And the reason is, so now stakes have been raised. It's not that they. If they fail to create the song, they won't unify the world. No. Now reality and time and space is just going to collapse on itself. Yeah, and, and their song is... Basically, the whole universe is going to end it. if they don't make the song. And this kind of... And I love the lady, and I've seen her in a lot of stuff that they picked to be Rufus's daughter. She's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, um... um. She was in Flight of Concord. She was in What We Do in the Shadows. She always yeah. has some small supportive roles in comedies. I, I know her name. I'm um, going to look this up right now. Yeah, look it up. And um, Because she's she's one of those actresses that you know immediately when you see her. Well, anyways, she comes back from the future. And they're like, wait, who are you? And they're like, wait, are you Rufus's daughter? And I'm like, how would they know that specifically? Whatever. Because they're Bill and Ted and they just assume they just things know. like that. Yeah. Because they're kind of idiots, but <laughs> for some reason, always just get it right. For some reason, they have like some weird... Uncanny. Because I bet their logic is they see some... Well, young, they do. They see a young lady come out of a time machine and their immediate, and their immediate logic is <laughs> the only other time traveler we know from the is future Rufus. is Rufus. And this is a young lady. This must be Rufus's daughter. Yeah. And they just happen to be right. Yeah. And I love how they have this uncanny wisdom, though, even though they're so... Yeah. Just silly. Because, well, because, because they have this wisdom, well, but, and one of their but biggest... their, their essential, from the first movie, the essential theme is the be excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other. Still continues on. And I love the gestures they do when they say things. And I love... So, 
there's some scenes will the, where they will just present themselves, and obviously it's hard to describe this on a podcast, but just look at me. They'll just go like this. <laughs> like they'll move their hands yeah. forward. And uh, <laughs> you and me really should do if we can't if we don't end up coming up with something like that's like super fun, like superhero, like we like to do. We should do Bill and Ted for Halloween. I love to do Bill and because Ted because that would Robin. be super easy. Um, well, I've been thinking would, about you would obviously be Ted. No, yeah, I've been thinking about Howdy doing Bill. Michael Myers for Halloween. That'd be pretty cool. But I could also do Ted just with the clothes it's, I have. It, we could I do mean, we could so do Bill easy. Ted anyway. Yeah, exactly. Whether we do another costume or not. Um, but but because um, I know you and me could get the <laughs> see that's the part the of the dynamic. That's down. the biggest part of yeah. the costume. It's the acting. It's the acting. <laughs> yeah, you, that's a costume you have to be in character for yes. people to get. Otherwise, you're just dressed as a '90s kid. Yeah, vaguely. Vaguely as an <laughs> '80s '90s person. No, <laughs> which a lot of people dress like that anyways. Yeah, because there's a lot of hipsters around. <laughs> I mean, I'll admit we're kind of hipsters. Kind of. Yeah. I'm more of a hipster than you are. A lot more of a hipster than you are. Hmm. I think you're normal. Uh, I, uh, um, I don't know. Kristen Shaw. Kristen Shaw, Chris, yeah. She's Kristen pretty Saul. funny. Shaw. She's funny in all the stuff she's in, in an yeah. awkward kind of way. But um, been, been, some, been in lots she, uh, of stuff. But uh, anyways, she so, shows up from the future and she tells Bill and Ted that they got to write the song by 7.17 p.m. specifically. Yeah, she's like, you have three hours to write the song. No, even less. She's like, you have 57 minutes to yeah, write the song. to write a song that will save... Reality as we know it, like, <laughs> and <laughs> like they up the stakes by no, like, yeah. by like a thousand percent in this movie, and um, they're like shit, basically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so, then uh, but then they're like wait, yeah, their idea is well, first they go to the future and like this future high council, they're like okay, here's all the instruments and everything you need to write the song, write it, yeah, just do it, and, and they have this, like they have the idea, and then Bill has the bright idea, he's like wait. Why can't we just go to the future and get the song from our future yeah. self? Well, they they they, may, they come up with this decision because I think it's an important theme in the movie. They've lost faith in themselves by this point. They don't think they can write it. Yeah, because they're they've not, been trying they're to not this whole the, time. Basically. They're not the youthful, optimistic Bill and Ted. Well, they're that still we pretty knew. optimistic though. Relatively, um, but they, but they they but they do have more self awareness about. Well, yeah. also they come to terms with mortality. They come, come to terms, terms with a lot with, of things. Um, that, um, they, they, but they basically come to the conclusion that they've kind of lost the drive of they believe they can do it no matter what. Right. They still think there's a way. They're still naturally optimistic about situations. Well, they still they think they will eventually do it. They but, just don't think they'll be able to do it in that time. Well, well right. they say right before she shows up from the future, Ted is talking about how he's going to sell his Les Paul. Oh yeah, he's like the pawn shop would give me sixty four hundred for the Les Paul. Yeah, and Bill's like, oh no, that's a, that's a lot for Les Paul. Well, well, I guess they were no, Wild Stallions, not. so it's famous, I mean, honestly, a famous rock group. Gibsons can definitely be that expensive. Well, easily. that, but also he in this world, his. in this world, yeah. he is famous. Um, but uh, but uh, anyway, but that's a big theme in the movie they, though of. Uh, and then they're like, okay, let's go to the future, grab our future selves, yeah. and get the song that way. And um, but but yeah, hold on. But that that's a big theme in the movie though of the they've kind of lost a little bit of faith in themselves, and the movie is a lot about them regaining faith in themselves, regaining faith and realizing that it's not all about them kind yes. of thing. Yeah, but um, which is a good thing. But also not realizing, 
it's also about realizing it's not about writing the perfect song. It's about getting everyone together to do this, to make music and just unify people. I'm drinking your... So it's a good message. Um, I'm drinking your drink. Oh, you're drinking it. Okay. You weren't drinking it. Oh, I could have been. Oh, I'll make you another one. <laughs> I'm drinking okay. it now. Uh, Tom Collins right there. Um, yeah, we, our favorite we, we made some Tom Collins before um, we started. So, but at the same time, their daughters are like, what do we do? <laughs> we got to help them. I love their daughters because they're... <laughs> Their daughters, so while well, you have this new, this older Bill and Ted who have aged, they've lost a little bit of faith in themselves. I mean, they're still the same They're Bill still the same Bill and Ted, but they've lost a little bit of faith in themselves, and they're going on this adventure to find the song. Then you cut to, and it's a little bit different than what we're used to in their mentalities. Yeah. But then you have their daughters who are exactly like Bill and Ted from the first movie. Yeah. Which is great. It's this great thing <laughs> where they're able to have these Bill and Ted be mature, a little bit more mature, grown-up characters now. Exactly. But still have the Bill and Ted we love. Well, it's still the Bill and Ted we love. It's just a but, different... But but still have the traditional Bill yeah, the and tra- Ted. The, yeah. In the form of their daughters. The excellent it's, adventure it's really Ted. It's actually a really well-done um, like idea. But I love... So first they go, what, two years into the future, I think? Yes, two years, and, and then five years, and then like... So they years. go two years in the future, and they show up, what, like in Barstow, California, or something like that? Somewhere in California. <laughs> and it's just like... One of those, those shitty towns in California. Like, shitty hotel, and they're playing an open mic. At six in the afternoon. At six in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> and they show up, they see themselves playing, and they're still like, oh, maybe they... Maybe this is like... You know, you know it's for fun or something. You know it's also and then their future selves see them and then they run away. You know it's also really kind of depressing, maybe question mark about so the image of how they're dressed, the future Bill and Ted are dressed, <laughs> reminded me of me and Caleb. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I, I guess you could fit in there a little bit, but more so reminded me of like how me and Caleb dress a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. Of like the flat cap and the mustache and like <laughs> yeah. the leather jacket and stuff. Like we're trying to be cool. Just trying so it hard. It just really, <laughs> and that was like kind of like a punch in the gut of like. Just trying too hard to be man, cool. Man, this depressing version of Bill and Ted reminds me of myself. <laughs> Not in how I act, but how I dress. And then they, they encounter their future selves. And I love how like abrasive Ted is to Ted. Yeah. <laughs> so future Ted. They're like about to fight each other, and like Bill and Future Bill, they're like, they're okay, they're cool with each other. But they- <laughs> I also love how so the 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 Future Bill and Ted clearly know that past Bill and Ted are going to show up, so they book it. Yeah, they book it. They they don't like- want to encounter <laughs> them, so they try to get out of there, which is a yeah. a, a divergence from the other Bill and Ted's they encounter. It's the only no, yeah. ones that try to get away from them. <laughs> They're like, leave us the fuck alone. But yeah, we don't want to talk to you. So that's the first time they see their future selves. And they're like, have you written a song yet? It's like, no. And that's because of you, Ted. Like, <laughs> you started drinking a bunch. You lost. Our, you guys lost our wives. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and by the way, the whole couples therapy scene, that is amazing. Oh, I love that. I think that's one of the funniest <laughs> scenes in the movie. 
of the of the Ted going. <laughs> okay, let me try. Okay, no, wait, wait, wait. So in the couples therapy, they go to couples therapy and they think that they're just going, you know, like normal, just with them and their wife. Yeah, it's just it's, one. It starts out with Bill going in with his wife, and then they see Ted and his wife. Yeah. And by the way, these are the same wives that are from medieval England. Yes. And um, and they're like, oh, and then Bill and Ted are like. Oh sweet! Like, <laughs> yeah, they plan it together, Bill and Ted, did, yeah. because it's couples therapy, yeah. plural. Yeah, <laughs> and they don't do anything. And they always other. say to their, and then old movie, in old movies, they said, "Oh, we love you guys." Like, yeah, and, and so it's like it's like they're they're trying to like so the therapist is like, you know, you should say, you know, do you see the problem with the we love you? And they're like, uh, oh. and then she's like, try saying I. And then Ted, okay, and first and, and, Ted is like, I and Bill <laughs> love you guys. Yeah, and then Bill's and then like, like, oh, Bill's I think, like, no, no, I, I no, think you got it wrong. You got it wrong. Let me try. Let me do one. <laughs> I and Ted, with our deepest hearts, <laughs> we love you. And then I also love the little Ted goes, nice one. That was good. <laughs> Cracking up thinking. <laughs> no, it's just great. These movies, especially the the newest one, might be the just most laugh at loud movie. It is. It is. It is, it is weird. Yeah, yeah. Because they get the play with like the old washed up dad stuff. And, yeah. But anyways, so uh, the what's her name? The lady Griffiths' daughter comes back to the past because the future people think, oh. Bill and Ted dash. They're not gonna write the song, so let's just send a robot to kill him. Yeah, well, and because, here comes one because, of my favorite characters. It's one of my favorite favorites too. <laughs> but they explain that they say in the future when they mention some of the people read the prophecy as it's not Bill and Ted's song that will write the world, but it's their death. So it's yeah. an alternate uh, interpretation of their prophecy. And then Rufus' daughter, she's like, "No way!" Like, yeah. My, our my dad would not approve of that, and um, and it, it it's and I like how they show his hologram and stuff in the yeah. original phone booth. Yeah, they I think they did it in a nice way without kind of being oh what's the word disgraceful by using his image too much. With, yeah, it was very he's it was, dead. It was just a quick scene with a hologram, but that was it. It was just like nice little tribute. Yeah. And I think that was really nice and proper, you know. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like a hologram of him talking to him. It was a hologram as if it was like a museum exhibit. Yeah. It, where it's a hologram of something he It was like said. a hologram from him in the first Yeah, movie. like a memory. Yeah. Yeah, which um, is well done. So, I, yeah, I, th- I thought that was well done. And um, anyways, she goes back. She's looking for Bill and Ted at their house in San Dimas. In San Dimas. Yes, I also love the future scenes are also in San Dimas. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I love but, it. Um, so and then and then their daughters convince her to use the time machine to go back to grab Yeah. They're like we can go anywhere at any space and time. We can <laughs> we can get we can put together a band. We can put together a band. That, so that will make the best their song. daughters start going on their time travel yeah. adventure. And I love and that their time travel adventure is very innocent. They want to help their dads write a song. a song. Yeah. And um they go back, and first they go back to London, like 67, 1967, some, I think, and yeah. they find Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, but but Jimi Hendrix is <laughs> has a natural response yeah. 
of you ladies are fucking crazy. Yeah. Leave me alone. Even for Jimi Hendrix, they were crazy. So they have to go find someone <laughs> Jimi like, Hendrix oh, would listen to. We got to find someone he would know. Yeah, someone and he would And I to. love this because they could have just grabbed someone else just from the same time period. Yeah. Or they could have grabbed... Well, as we know, they go to 1922 to grab young Louis Armstrong. Lo- young Louis. And when, they, they let her later mention maybe we should have grabbed older Louis Armstrong. Oh, we should have grabbed older so Louis. So Jimmy believes that it's actually Louis yeah, Armstrong. Yeah, because they show up with Louis Armstrong. And I love when they go back to like New Orleans and meet Louis Armstrong. And I love he doesn't really question the iPhone or anything. He does looks around at it, but like he's looking at the video of Jimi Hendrix. And he's and, just digging the blues. Yeah. And he's I think, fucking loving it. I think he would. I think he would, especially young Louis Armstrong. Yeah, young Louis Armstrong. I feel like he'd be more, be more open to it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's digging it, and then they bring him to Jimi Hendrix, and Jimi Hendrix is like, okay, nice try. Louis Armstrong's like 65 years old now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but then Jimi Hendrix, he walks off, and then Louis Armstrong plays trumpet. Hold on, hold on. It's plantation break time. Plantation break. Uh, Plantation sponsor us. Yeah, sponsors, please. We're poor. Mm. I only took a little sip, though. Yeah, I didn't take a very big. But oh, yeah, so so good. so good. Eventually, they get Lou Armstrong and Jimi Hendrix on board. Yep. And and, and then, then they went in a direction I didn't expect them to go. No, because I thought they were gonna just grab musicians. They well, I I suppose they they. They after this they went in direction I, I would have expected, but then they didn't go because they went in the excellent journey direction. Yeah, so of. so they went um, they went back and got Mozart. First yeah, they went back to Mozart and I love this because Jimi Hendrix, I guess he has a portable amp with him. Yeah, whatever. he's playing well maybe, maybe it's part of the time machine. Maybe the time machine has time machines have amps in them. Sure. I assume. Um, <laughs> they do everything. They yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Why why this, wouldn't this they? isn't one of those crude <laughs> phone move time machines. This is a No, fan- this is like an advanced one. This is a fancy futuristic one. Yeah. Um but, uh, and then they go, like, outside of Mozart's, like, wherever he's playing in Vienna. Yeah. Austria. And, like, like 17, 20, And I love this scene, I forget too. what year it was. I love this scene where they could hear Mozart, so they could hear Mozart playing. They could hear playing. Mozart, and then Mozart, you, they flash to him playing, you know, the people listening to him. Yeah. And, um, and then Jimi Hendrix starts playing the same yeah. riff. And I love there's a shot of Jimi Hendrix so they can hear Mozart playing. And Jimi Hendrix got his guitar. And I love they got the detail of he's playing left-handed with yep. a right-handed guitar. But yeah, that's cool. I love that detail. But they got Jimi... I love the shot of they show Jimi Hendrix and you can hear Mozart playing. And he's like smiling, plugs in his guitar to the band. <laughs> and then he starts playing the same tune. And Mozart's like... Yeah, he just s- looks around for stop a, He stops for a and he looks around and he's like... Hmm. And then he starts weird. playing more. <laughs> <laughs> and Jimmy starts playing with it. And, they and they're start, playing together. And they basically just start jamming. Yeah, they start jamming, and basically. And it's awesome. It. And, <laughs> um, and then, so we get that. So Mozart joins them. Yeah. But and then, then th- this is where it subverted my expectations. It went in a direction. I thought they were going to go to more contemporary musicians that I, people would know. Well, because first they did. They went to Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix and Louis Armstrong and Mozart. These are all musicians that everyone knows. But then they went to... I don't even remember her name. Oh, yeah. But um, we'll get to that. But anyways, it flashes to Bill and Ted. So, okay. They're like, okay, two years in the future was too soon. Let's go oh, a little yeah. further. So they go five years in the future. And here's my favorite... 
arguably my favorite scene in the movie for this many is, reasons. I talked to my mom. She's watched the movie as well. <laughs> this is her favorite scene as well. And okay. It's definitely up there in the best scenes. So they go five years in the future. <laughs> and yes. they're at this big-ass mansion, which is still in San Dimas. And they're like, way. yeah. It's still in San Dimas. Of course. But <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we made it. We made it. Just off of one song? Yeah. And, we're, we're like, and then Bill's now. like, oh, maybe we... Wrote even more songs afterwards, like yeah, which, which is logical. He's like maybe writing that one song opened the floodgates and yeah. inspired us to write more. It's logical, yeah. And um, they show up to the mansion, and then like in the backyard of the mansion, um, you see future Bill and Ted, and they're all dressed up weird, like seventies, seventies rock stars. Like thing. Bill, he looks a lot to me like Robert Plant. Yeah, Bill is like Robert Plant, and they're speaking. Ted was like. A 90s goth dude? Kind of. He had a top hat and like. Kind of like Slash and um, freaking. Slash and Sting combined? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were really dressed weird. He had weird pants on, by and the way. And they were talking in British accents. And yeah, they were talking British accents. And they showed up and they were like, oh, you guys you guys made it. This is awesome. And they're, but why are you talking in British accents? He's like, well, ever since we become famous, we decided to spend our summers in medieval England. Yeah. <laughs> medieval England. And the accent just rubbed off on it us. It just rubbed off on us. You know. And they're Ty- really... Typical rock stars. And stuff. honestly, these accents that we're doing are just as good as the ones that they were yeah, doing. Yeah, they were not doing very good accents. <laughs> Which is funny. But, but it worked, though. It worked. Really. And, and then they handed them the CD... And they play this music, and, like, and then after it got done playing, they were like... Yeah, and they don't show you the song. No, not they, really. They show you like a couple notes at the beginning, and then yeah. a couple notes at the end. And then, and then they, they kind of... Fl- and they're like, that was the most amazing thing. They're in tears. They're like in tears. They're like, okay, we got it. And then... And then... <laughs> this is this is one of the best parts in the whole movie. Is it, so they, they go... So they got it, yes. and then they go to walk out of the mansion out of the front door... And then and they open the door and, and it's Dave Grohl. It's Dave there. Grohl. <laughs> Dave Grohl. He's like, "What the hell are you guys doing in my house? Who the hell are you?" Well, guys? I, I think they. I think they go. Yeah. He, no, they're like. First, they're like, "Oh, Dave Grohl." Like, yeah, and up? and then he's just like, "What are you doing in my house? Who the hell are you guys? Who, who are you?" And he's there. They're just like, "Uh." They just freak and out. They, and they shut the door. door. <laughs> I love. And then they go to this chase scene. Oh well, yeah. They run back in. They encounter the future selves again. They were like, they're basically like, that was bullshit. This is Dave Grohl's. Yeah, house. they're taking off their wigs and stuff. This, and, yeah, because they're all Ted's like fat. Bill's bald. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and by the way, the whole drinking problem thing. And this goes back to the couples there. No, this is a little later. But like, well, um, you want to try one of these? Sure. And you can try one of mine. Just, yeah. Just pick one. Uh, but, so, um, uh, yeah. Let's see. Here, just, just surprise here's me. Here's the pineapple one. Ooh, pineapple. I know you like pineapple. I do love that. But, uh, Thank you. So, like, Ted, he's, like, downing a bottle of vodka. He's got a big, like, beer belly. Oh, and they have this and, part, part where he's... And then Bill where, pulls a gun where he, out. Where he's, like, he has the bottle of vodka, and he takes a, he takes a chug from it. They're like, what are you doing? And he's like, what? And takes, like, a huge <laughs> trucking chug from it. And then I love how, like, why would you give Ooh. us Dave Grohl's song? This beer is most excellent. Why would you give us Dave Grohl's song? And he was Ooh. like, does it matter? Just use that song. And they're like, no, we can't do that. That's Dave Grohl's. And this is where you get into the idea, the, the concept, which they do again, of the Bill and Ted's in the future are trying to trick the past Bill and Ted's yeah. into taking a song and making it into these songs so their life isn't ruined. Right. And then 
They because um... <laughs> the first the first Bill and Ted they encountered tried to run away from them. Yeah, and then this Bill and Ted tried to trick them. Yeah, and then um, uh, Bill pulls out a gun, and and Bill the other Bill is like, oh, you don't have to do that, Bill. Please, he's like, please put the gun down. And Bill's like, okay, okay. And then and then they turn around to try to run, and then he raises his gun up, and he's like, you see why I have the gun pointed now? And Bill's like, yeah, I get it. Like, <laughs> he's like, I, I understand, yeah. <laughs> That's a great thing. When, even, when, then, even when the other Bill and Ted's are, like, trying to kill them, they're, they're still Bill and Ted, so they're still like, <laughs> dude, I get it, man. And I love how... And I wish Dave Grohl and, and this is yeah. I wish Dave Grohl could have been in it a little more. Yeah, like. But I think scene. it was pretty good. It was and a good little cameo. It's hilarious. But and, but I, but here's what really gets me. So his dad is a police yes, chief. this part. And yeah. his son is, I guess, also like a police lieutenant or something. I, well, his Ted, Ted's little brother, something is like in the that. Police, yeah. Something like that. But anyways. They show up to Dave Grohl's mansion with a freaking SWAT team. Yeah, and they're and they're and the, the son is like, you know, Ted's little brother is like, Dad, we don't know the situation. We don't know the situation. And Ted's you don't, you don't like, have to kill him or anything. Ted's dad, he broke into Dave Grohl's house. This yeah. is enough. This, you can't break into Dave Grohl's house. That's crossing the fucking line. <laughs> type of thing. I love that. <laughs> And, and and then and then comes one of my favorite like little <laughs> little comedy bits they do is so they're running through the mansion trying to escape future Bill and Ted, yeah. but then they realize future Bill and Ted know everything they're doing. Yeah. So they go, well, we have to just do something they can't remember. Yeah. So their solution is to put some buckets on there. <laughs> yeah. And run around. And they just and, stumble out and a window. I also love that the future Bill and Ted. You see them go. They're, they're doing, like, dang it, they're doing that thing. They're doing that thing. <laughs> and their solution was to put buckets on the head so they can't see where they're going so they and remember. run randomly <laughs> and they fall out like the balcony. <laughs> and then, but then the robot shows up to kill him. And, yeah, uh, the robot. But And then he accidentally kills Ted's dad and the SWAT man at the same... I guess yeah. so. Because, because he's about to shoot Bill and Ted. And but then, then Ted's dad but jumps then, in front of him, right? No, no, they're, they're in the Are, time machine. And the time machine leaves in time. Oh, and then Ted's dad. Before there. the laser fires. And the laser fires and gets but Ted's But then Ted's dad, dad, dad goes to, like, fire at the robot. No, I, th- I think it was just it was just the time machine. No, like, was, he has his pistol drawn. Well, he had the pistol because he was aiming at the time machine. Yeah. And so the time machine is there. Ted's dad is on the other side. Oh, yeah. Aiming his pistol. SWAT van. And <laughs> the robot's going to shoot the time machine. Then the time machine. You know, I think he shoots the robot or something like that. No, I don't think he does. Oh, does he? Because, so the time machine disappears right as he fires it. So he hits the dad in the van. And then I just. And they go to hell. This is your first, because they introduce the robot as this, like, Terminator type Mm -hmm. character. And then this is the first indication that he's not that. So he sh- and then he's like, he kills the dad, and he's, well, he doesn't say anything. He's just, like, looking around. He's just like, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's just like looking around, like, "Oh, I messed up." Yeah, and it's your first indication that the Terminator, this robot's not just like a stoic <laughs> Terminator killer robot. And they're like, it's and great. then they go ten years in the future. Yeah, and, and this is my favorite Bill and Ted. <laughs> this is my favorite one. So they show up. They're out of prison. Yeah, and because Bill and Ted's in prison now at this point, and they're like totally ripped and like bulky. And they're like the warlords of this prison. Yeah, prison lords. <laughs> And um, they have their like Bill's bald and has his big biker mustache. Yeah. And Ted has his really big long beard. beard. Like, they all have tattoos and they're yeah, super and they're super buff. Super buff. Like, like Arnold like, Schwarzenegger. Grossly. Yeah. Like grossly buff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like bodybuilder. Yeah. And um 
and they're singing like this prison stomp yard song. Yeah, this is like You're like this is the song. Yeah, like they're singing this song. It's like, yeah, it's exactly like a prison a prison stomp yard song with a lot of chanting and stuff. And then Bill and Ted show up, and then the sh- prison Bill and Ted are like, "What'd you think of the song? Gotta use it. You gotta like, use the song." And then Ted's like, "Well, it's a little dark." Like, yeah. yeah, and then I love how Bill and Ted are like, it's a little dark, but that's cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then the robot shows up again mm-hmm. to kill him. But then future prison Bill and Ted, because they're buff, yeah. they get all their prison friends and well, they beat well, up the well, robot. They, they go, they turn to each other and go, you know what happens when oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what happens if they kill that Bill and Ted? They're like, yeah, it means we die. We die so all yeah. the prison guys start stomping on the robot. Yeah. And it's this great shot. <laughs> they of just the, beat the shit out of the robot. Yeah, it's this great shot of the robot like in a fetal position on the ground. And and, <laughs> and all the, the future people, stomping out of the it. The future and, people are talking to him and they're like, get yourself together. You're a robot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like being stomped and there's a... He's like in a fetal position on the ground being stomped on by all these buff prisoners. And he's yeah. just like, ah, oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like a whole and then and then it flashes to Bill and Ted's daughters again with Mozart Jimi Hendrix and Louis Armstrong and this is where they uh, subverted my expectations so yeah they go back in time yeah. 25,000 years BC no not 20 they were 2,500 yeah, years they're, they're BC not, they're not that far back yet and then they is it a Japanese flawless I, I don't know I should look this up but keep explaining the what happens. But the way they explained it, they were like, oh, we thought it, she was a mythological figure or something like that. And um, and she's playing the flute, and um, Mozart, he comes over, and he's like, he gestures to because he speaks German, and they all speak different languages besides Jimi Hendrix and Louis Armstrong. And um, he gestures, and he grabs the flute, and he starts playing um, one of his songs. I forget what it's called. I uh, it's a song I recognize when I hear it. You recognize all of them. Yeah. That's Can we get copyrighted for songs for Mozart? No, that's that's public. Domain. Public domain. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, we can record a whole album that's all just that stuff. That'd be sweet. <laughs> um, but anyways, they get her, and then they go further back, and they get um, like a cave woman. It's a caveman. Or is it a caveman? It's a caveman. Okay. It's kind of hard to tell though, <laughs> the way he's dressed. And he has really I long, thought he was a woman. He has really long dreads. I think it was a man. But he's the best drummer of all time. Yeah. And I love how he has like, they walk into his tent and he has all these prehistoric drums with animal skins and stuff, but set up like a modern drum It's kit. set up like a modern like, drum And kit. he's like, Mozart, I love this scene. This was pretty funny to me. Mozart goes to talk to him and then like... You know, Mozart runs out and he like basically you don't see it, but he starts getting chased by other cavemen. <laughs> so the the, the ch- it was Chine- a Chinese lady. Oh, Chinese. Okay. Ling Lun. Ling Lun. Yes. Is this is the Wikipedia page right here? Uh, is the legendary founder of music in ancient China. Oh, that's quite a big title. That is a big title. The founder, founder of music, of music. <laughs> uh, in Chinese mythology, as described. Um, yeah, um, they do say they they were like, oh, I thought this was a myth. Like, yeah, uh, said to create have created bamboo flutes, which made the sounds of many birds, including the mythical phoenix. And another reason I love this how they go way back in time, they go to yeah. different cultures besides Western culture because 
the original Bill and Ted's, it was just Western culture, even the yeah. time travel well, stuff. Well, I love when they go to Ling Lun in China. But, no, here's it's, what I love. So that also shows, yeah, their daughters act just like Bill and Ted, but that shows that they're smarter than they seem. Because they are smarter, yeah. If they know about that, because I didn't even know about that. And I'm I going never to college. Heard, I had never heard of this before. So that shows we, that they're we are both We are both musicians, semi-professional, as in we play gigs for music, yeah. for money, and we've been playing for uh, many, many, many years, yep. and we're college students. I'm we didn't a, know about that. I'm even a fucking history major. And then basically these two stoner chicks knew about it. Yeah. That shows they're more smart than they seem. And yeah. also I love how they how they have diversity in this movie. Yeah. And they show that anyone of any time period can find enjoyment in music. That that's a very that's good a message. big message yeah. there. I like the um, Ling Loon scene because also so it's the uh, Bill and Ted the daughters. They show up, and it was their idea to go there, first place. But it's yeah. Mozart who takes the lead. No, yeah, Mozart. He's takes the, the lead. one they see. He they see her playing the flute, the bamboo flute, and, and then it's Mozart knows, who approaches course. her and goes is like Mozart's obviously like you're fucking Ling Loon. Yeah, like I'm a huge fan. Here, here, let me see, let me see the yeah. flute, and he starts playing, and then he gives it back to her, and she plays his melody. Yeah. And I just think that was a really cool addition yeah, really of cool. showing Mozart as this. He obviously probably admired these legends too. Oh yeah, for sure. You know. And then so then we flash back to Bill and Ted. They go ten years. No wait, no. They go like to twenty sixty something. Like they're a yeah. hundred years old because they realized because they realized something that Rufus said. Of sometimes the story only makes sense at the end. At the end. So they're like, okay, let's just go before we die. Let's go to the end. Yeah. The end. And they show up, and they're both super old on their deathbeds. And then, like, a nursing home. In a nursing home. And they talk to themselves, and um, they're like, I love this we scene. have the song. We did it. Like, yeah, I love this scene because they, they do this thing where, like, it's Ted and Bill sitting with their dying old selves. And Ted's like, I wish I had known you better, man. And Ted's like, I feel like you were, like, the same as me. <laughs> Like this whole yeah. like they have this deathbed conversation. And it's kind of it's kind of bittersweet in a way. But yeah. here's the thing though, Bill and Ted, they still have a ton of optimism because most people would be absolutely go crazy and freak out if they see their old selves about to die. But they're so casual about they're it. So casual. And well, there there's also there's an after credit scene. Yeah. Where and it's not a spoiler for the rest of the movie. No. Where it cuts back to old Bill and Ted in their deathbeds, and they're like. You know, they're like, Ted, are you still alive? Yeah. Yeah, Bill. There's something we need to do, Ted. Yeah, Bill. And they turn on the amps and they turn it up just a little bit. Yeah, just the a volume. <laughs> and they start just shredding. Yeah, they start shredding. Like crazy shredding. And, yeah. and then they, they're like, oh, that was fun. And then they're like, oh, I need to sit down. Uh, like nurse. Oh, <laughs> nurse. Nurse. I need to sit down. But then they're like, that was fun. Yeah. So yeah. there's still Bill and Ted. Yeah, I thought yeah, that was that, cool. that was a really good a little post credit scene. So, and then, uh, I forgot exactly how and why, but the robot travels back when uh, the daughters come back oh, with the well, musicians. Well, first, before that, old Bill and Ted give them the S. The, the, yeah, they give them the, the song. Like, USB with the song. And it says, song. It says um, Logan Preston, their last name's on it. Yeah, Logan Preston. And the time. Uh, yeah. Okay. So they're and, like, we have the song. 46. But then the song breaks or something? No, they break it. They break because it? Because 
the robot accidentally kills their daughters and all those historical musicians. Oh, I love that because so. And then the robot's like, "Oh no!" Yeah, like, <laughs> because yeah. So the the robot goes to their their home. And all the daughters bring back all the historical musicians. They open the garage and the robot lasers them and disintegrates them. And the robot's immediately just like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> that was bad. Like, <laughs> you learn throughout the movie, you learn that this robot has, like, severe anxiety yeah. issues. Like, it's great. And then the robot travels to the future where Bill and Ted are, you know, when they saw their old selves. And he doesn't go to kill them. He just goes to apologize. Well, no, he goes to kill them first, but then they go, wait, we have the song. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And the robot's like, wait, you you have, you the, have song? the song? And he's like, and they're like, yeah. And the robot's like, oh, well, um, maybe I made some mistakes, like maybe killing loved ones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And and the, basically they convince and uh, and that's how they break the song because they 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 say the robot like oh kill us so we can go to hell and save our daughters. Yeah, and they break the song. They're like, there's no more song. Yeah, because the robot like to kill us can, now. The robot's like, I can't kill you. You have the song. And he's like, well, we break the song. Now kill and us. And I love how Bill and Ted they've been to hell before. They've been risen from the dead before, so it's not a big deal dying again. Yeah. How does the robot end up in hell? He just does. Because the robot died too somehow. Yeah, the robot. He's like. In my life, like... Oh, he killed himself. Yeah. Right. He goes he, to kill himself. Because he fucked up too and much. And then Bill and Ted jumps in front of him, and they all die at once. Oh, I see. Yeah, so, yeah, so the, and ro then they, the robot, instead of trying to kill him, tries to kill himself, and Bill and Ted jump in front of the laser, so yeah. they die as he kills himself. And then right. they, all three of them go to hell, and they're immediately like, wait, isn't that weird that a robot is in hell? Yeah, they, they mention it once, and then never, and, the, and then they're basically, the, the response is, don't question it. Yeah. Well, no, they, they ask these other demons where to go to find their daughters, and the demons are like, oh, that's a robot in hell. Yeah, which, like, which huh. is one thing I, I love about Bill and Ted is they do a lot of things where they question something about time travel or theology Yeah, that doesn't make sense logically compared to what you would normally know about it, but then they, then they just go... Oh, oh well. Yeah. And you, you're just, you, then you're just expected to accept it as part of the movie. And the robot's name, it's like Caleb McCoy. Caleb, Caleb Dennis McCoy. Caleb Dennis McCoy. He's like, my name's Caleb McCoy. Uh, and yeah, and he's like, my name's Caleb McCoy. And then later on, he's like... And then Bill and Ted, and you, they're usually enthusiastic and like they'll talk to anyone. But he's like, okay, can we just go? Like, Yeah. We know you have a thing going on, like... Yeah, Caleb, or Dennis Caleb McCoy. Dennis Caleb McCoy. Um, and he's basically like, he's for, they're like, he's, they're like, come on, robot. And he's like, I have a name. They're like, yeah. what's your name? He's like, my name's Dennis. They're like, all right, Dennis, come on. And he's like, it's Dennis McCoy. And slowly over the next couple <laughs> scenes, he's like, it's Dennis Caleb, Caleb McCoy. 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 And pretty much every interaction with him, with a new character throughout the entire rest of the movie is him going, hi, my name's Dennis Caleb McCoy. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's great. He, he's probably one of my favorite characters. So they find their daughters, their dad, and all the musicians in hell, and they're just like mining or something. And they're like, "Hey, hey, daughters, um, you guys are in hell now." And they're like, "Yeah, we died." Yeah. And they're like, "But how are you doing?" And they were like, "Oh, we're okay." Yeah. Like, yeah. They're like, "Daughters, how are you?" And they're like, "Well, we died. We're yeah. in hell." And then they're like, "Yeah, but how are you?" 
And they're like, oh, we're good. We're good. Like, pretty good. All things considered, we're pretty good. (laughs) And then they go. Which is super Bill and Ted. They go to talk to Death to, like, reconcile with Death. Yeah, because they they had a falling out. They reveal that Death had not only left the band, but tried to sue them. To, to claim the rights of the name Wild Stallions. <laughs> well, I thought they kicked Death out of the band. I don't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, but the, because he would play 40-minute bass solos. Yeah, they, 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 they go, you play 40-minute bass solos. Um, I think it was a situation of the band just fell apart because they were all, all arguing with each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love that Death but, has like all the Wild Stallions oh, and, merch and, and stuff and it's... Yeah, but but it's death great. goes. He's like he's like has the restraining order that you put against me, <laughs> like expired. <laughs> that puts like they dude, have a restraining order that against puts death. Bill and Ted on like god tier level that they have a restraining order on death. Right? Like how does that work? And by the way, if when they eventually die when they get old, couldn't they just come back if they wanted to? Yeah, because death can't get close to them. Well, they beat and they beat death at so many different games. Yes. Yeah. And Bogus Journey, they beat him at like seven they different They theoretically games. could be immortal. <laughs> not that, I mean, not that you would want I to think be. it's only if they would want to. Not that you would want to be, because it's, well, while they'd be theoretically immortal, it does not mean they'd be immor- um, invulnerable to aging. Yeah. They could just keep on coming back, basically, because they're yeah. friends with them. And then, so, anyways, so I would say that they could probably just keep on coming back until they decided that they were too so old. So basically, they can't come to an agreement again. And then their daughter's like, "We have an idea. Let us talk to Dev." Yeah, and then, this is this is one of the. <laughs> and then Dev, it's like, "This is oh, a great scene because it's the daughters, oh, it's little Bill and little Ted." Like, <laughs> yeah, because he clearly knows them. Yeah, he, yeah, they're like a Dev is like a family friend. <laughs> He's a family friend. He's, they know Dev. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, we totally dug your riff on that one song. Yeah, from they're your like, solo they're album. Like, they're like your solo album. This one album, underrated, one of the best albums of the nineties. He was like, the critics thought it was over cluttered. You know, it was like, over cluttered. Yeah, it was only bass. <laughs> <laughs> but but that one part of that one song leading into the chorus well, eventually was phenomenal. They get Def to get back with Bill and Ted and reform yeah. with the Wild Stallions. And he brings them all back to life. And, uh, you know, they do the guitar thing together. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but then they're all in the van. And Dev is sending them up back out of hell into the regular world. And then the robot, Dennis. He's like knocking on the door. He's like knocking on the door because Dev said, let's rock. And then he sends them up. And there's like metal music playing. Yeah. And then the robot's like, you know, I... I really liked it when you said "Let's rock" because it made me want to rock. <laughs> I get it. Why Dennis is the one of the best characters in the whole fucking movie? Yeah. It, made, it really made me want to rock. <laughs> well, I love because he's he's like they they even they don't they even let him in the band because they forgot him completely. Oh, yeah. Like they just keep forgetting he's just there. Like they don't even want him around. He's just there, but they're being nice to him. Oh my and, god! And he's just like they get in the van. And he's like knocking on the door. He's like he's like let me in. And they're like yeah, let let Dennis in. For some reason Fine. that that those lines are just amazing. <laughs> and I will look. say this movie just like the other Bill and Ted's. It's just a skit after a skit. Yeah, it's just... It's just all around funny. And then, so they get back and they're like, oh, we gotta do the song. And they're like on this highway in California. MP46, they say. I don't know if that's real. MP46. 
Doesn't sound. But anyways, like they real they're like, like okay, we gotta do the song, and then Bill and Ted figure out. Wait, it wasn't us. Yeah, this this is where it gets very touching. It's our daughter. Heartwarming. We're not. Our daughters aren't supposed to support us. We're supposed to support our daughters. And that's not only a lesson on like parenting and like when you grow up and have kids, it's not just about you anymore. You got to take care of your kids. I think that's part of the message. But also, it's um, that it's not just about you making the greatest song or anything. It's about the collaboration and passing on the torch. Yeah. And then, Cause, so. Because they realized that the Bill and Ted that was to create the song to Night in the Universe was not Bill and Ted. Well, it was, their, it was their daughters, Bill and Ted. And it's not just their daughters that create the song. I don't think that's just the point. Yeah. It's that it's not just something they can do. Well, and, and it's and, also, because and, and what happens, so they, they get the, and this message of. And they the, got, first, wait, first they got all the musicians together. Yeah. And they. Hello? Send out a door. It's unlocked. It's, it's unlocked. unlocked. Maybe it's not unlocked. Maybe you locked it out of fear of the uh, the census workers. Maybe I, <laughs> no, it's not unlocked. Probably wasn't locked. Hey, Nicole, how's, how's it going? Working long, but I'm now. Yeah, school is long. I'm not ready for work tomorrow, but yeah, we're doing our podcast right now. We're we're about to wrap it up. Yeah, we're pretty close. Wrapping up. Pretty close. I see yeah. you got some beers over there or yeah. something. Not beer, but. Oh, I assume anything that's canned is a beer. Is that a problem? Uh, she doesn't drink beers as much. No, that's I got, true. I got seltzer. I got oh. oh, seltzer. Very nice. Close. Very nice. I most like, excellent. I, most excellent. <laughs> we're talking <laughs> about Bill and Ted. Yeah. <laughs> Mo, it was most excellent. <laughs> My apologies, it was most excellent. It was most, most triumphant. Most triumphant, Jackson. <laughs> most be excellent to each other. Oh yeah, you got to do the hand the gesture. hand gestures. You're missing this if you can't see. Be be excellent to each other and party on. Party on, dudes. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, where where were we? Uh, so we're the at final the scene. End. Yeah, yeah. And um, so they first they start playing. It's a bunch of nonsense. And then, you know, their daughters, they orchestrate it, they get it together, and, you know, Def comes up with a cool bass line, of course. Cool. And then Bill and Ted figure out, okay, we got to go get everyone. And yeah. they somehow use the time machine. So basically, to they, they realize that not only was it not their response, it was not them who would make the song itself, it was their daughters, but they were still involved because they realized that it was not the song. That would make that would unite the universe itself. It was the fact that everyone in the universe could experience the song. Yeah, and once. then they use the time machine to create infinite versions of themselves to go. Yeah, they they basically just create infinite versions with time machine. Share the song and like get and everyone. They bring and like, instruments to everyone in reality throughout yeah, all of time. It's really crazy throughout and throughout all of time even, and everyone plays and the song. And they're playing together. the song. It's not really a song. It's just people getting together. Enjoying yeah. music. There's no lyrics. There's nothing like that. It's just like they're playing they're just a song playing and, and having everyone, fun. Everyone's and playing along, and that was such a good message of and the. It's not the song itself. It's everyone bringing everyone together. Exactly. That and I thought it was the perfect ending to. It was a very sweet and just pure ending to the Bill and Ted trilogy, I guess. 
and it has a you know very positive message of diversity, including everyone, that everyone can enjoy music. Yeah. And that music can unify the world. That's what I love. Yeah. Yeah. And because then, like, you know, as a musician myself, the thing I love most about playing music is playing music with other people and playing music for other people. The community. Yeah. When I'm sitting at, when I'm, when I spend times where for a long period, like for several weeks where I'm not leaving my house a lot, I'm just going to school and work. So like now, I, well, you know, recently I've actually been jamming with Billy and stuff. Oh yeah. You know, I'm playing some bluegrass stuff, but I find I play more music when I'm playing shows and playing with other people. Yeah. And I get more into it because that's the best part of it. Playing for people, entertaining people and playing with other people and just experiencing yeah. it with other people. And right now that's something we really haven't been able to do. I mean, at all with, I mean, you can't have concerts, you can't have festivals, you can't have anything yeah. like that with the We're, pandemic. For context, but, me and Jackson are in a band together. Yeah. And we just, but there's just been no gigs. There's no, no been, gigs because almost nowhere is having bands play. And now we just haven't it's had a good solo play. Musicians. We haven't had a good place to practice because yeah. of our situ- living situations now. Yeah. But you know, this podcast is a good way to keep us on the up and up and like keep oh, us happy. Oh, this podcast is great. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. But no, um, Bill and Ted, I thought it was a most excellent ending. Most excellent. And, um, and that, that is that is the S tier of the yes. Bill and Ted ratings is most excellent. This yeah. movie was most excellent. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, they make the song, they unify the universe and the world and then the credits you get like all these different people that all different celebrities just normal people yeah they just show up that's in videos and playing music. music and just having fun yeah and, um, it's, it's actually great it's really great. nice and wholesome and then you get that end credit scene with old bill and ted yeah and then yeah that's it um yeah and i thought it was really i bill and ted movies always had a positive message but this one more this, than ever this is a very wholesome message during these times i think we really needed that yeah and um, it was a very good movie for the times yeah it was perfect for this time yeah and um because like you said they've always had a, a very positive message but this had a wholesome well message. and also another message that it taught is that yeah you're gonna grow up you're gonna get older that just yeah that happens to everyone yeah and you will eventually die i mean that's kind of morbid but that's the truth but don't ever lose your inner child yep don't ever lose what makes you happy. Keep on doing what makes you happy. And don't and ever, ever stop partying. Pa- keep on partying. Keep on partying. Party, party on, on, dudes. Party <laughs> and on, dudes. No, yeah, it just... <laughs> you, should, you should always live life to the fullest. Yeah. That's another thing I get from this movie. Um, but let me get to my theory, and it's a really okay. quick theory. So, in this film... In Bill and Ted Face the Music... The universe, time and space itself, is going to end unless they create the song that unifies everyone. Yeah. Right. And in the movie, you have all these different people from different time periods being like zoomed in all over the place at different times. Yeah. Like just popping up. Like you have George Washington like pops up in the therapy session. Yeah. Like stuff like that. Yeah. And people are being like transported like, you around. You see Jesus walking on the Delaware. Yeah. <laughs> but my theory is your consequence of Bill and Ted fucking around with time travel in the other movies this led to all these paradoxes and rifts to be created oh, so 
So potentially if the future had never showed up to fuck with Bill and Ted in the first place... There wouldn't have been a need... To mess... To help Bill and Ted in Exactly. That's, a, yeah, that's interesting, yeah. And also... Well, and you could also just go back to... Like, the very inception of time travel is what started the yeah. beginning of the end, like, with the rifts and stuff. And then Bill and huh. Ted going back in time and not following any of the rules that we've known about time travel that like back yeah, to the future they, and stuff they, teaches us. They're using time travel without any they regard their, to rules. They meet themselves all the time. They go back and they pull people from history and they just do all kinds of crazy stuff. And my theory is that that's what led to um, it being escalated and just getting increasingly worse and worse yeah. until Face of Music with the time rift. And then, yeah, obviously they eventually... they. They save the day and stuff. They create the song. But I think basically, and I don't know if they meant for this to happen or unless it's extremely clever writing. Yeah. You can't, the first movie creates all the situations for future movies. Yeah. Well, and that goes back, sense, that yeah. goes back to um, Rufus explaining that you, um, you don't always understand. You don't always understand the story the end. until the end. And at the time, yeah, Bogus Journey was intended to be the last one, yeah. but it didn't feel like a definite ending at all. No, no, it didn't. And but let's just say though that you know even with that theory, if they had not fucked with time travel, we would not have had any of these excellent adventures. Exactly. And we want to have world peace, at least in the world Ted universe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, yeah, it's per consequence of them fucking around time travel, which yeah. caused the rift to happen in the first place. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my personal Bill and Ted theory. I like that theory. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, I like that. And, um, but yeah, um, yeah. Well, Bill uh, and Ted, most excellent. Most excellent. We recommend the movie. Before we, before we go... I've tried your beer. You've tried my beer. What do you think of the beer that I brought? Let me try a little bit more. I haven't this, been thinking about it as I've been drinking Icelandic it. Icelandic porter. It's pretty good. Pretty good. But I wanted... What rating would you give it? From most heinous to most excellent. I would say excellent. excellent. Maybe most... Most non-heinous. Most non-heinous to excellent, <laughs> somewhere in that range. Yeah, so good. Nice. It's pretty good. I would generally... I've tried your pineapple beer here. I would generally agree. This is... This is uh, excellent. This excellent. Is an, this is an excellent beer. I'm drinking the mango right now, and I don't really like mango anyways. Can I take a sip of that? So this one is most heinous. Because <laughs> I just do not like mango. I generally like mango. Let's see. <laughs> I like mango, but that's a very strange tasting beer. It's very weird. I this would, mix pack is a very mixed bag, I should say. I would, I would rate that as bogus. Oh, you, yeah. It's slightly above <laughs> heinous. Yeah, bogus. It, that's a bogus beer. It's not terrible. But it's a very strangely, it's very strange. Yeah, but the pineapple one, most excellent. Yeah. I haven't tried the other ones excellent. yet, and I probably won't have time to do so now. But yeah, that's yep. the podcast. Yep. Yes. Well, and whoa. And whoa. Party on, dudes. Party on, dudes.
See you next week. Be excellent to each other. It's the Odd Drunk Podcast with Jackson and Bolton. Sometimes Tristan.